hold on, hold on. Okay. I got a good one. You got a good opening? Okay. I'm, ba- I'm baking it. I'm baking it right now. Birthright. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't got no beef. Up in the hood, you be singing about beef. And I see you, and I see you trying to cause beef. And that beef is because nobody knows what I'm relating to, but I'm doing the Joker from Suicide Squad because he's got beef. He's got beef with me. He's got beef with Joaquin Phoenix. And he's got beef with this new Birds of Prey movie. And he's got beef with the Oscars because nobody understands his genius. And now you want to know who he don't got beef with? He don't got beef with Sony because they put him in Morbius. That bird's baked. <laughs> all right. Well, we're here to that talk. Was, that's not at all what I was planning for. <laughs> we're gonna do a video all about DC movie, the modern DC movie, starting with Man of Steel. Um, but we did. I don't want to do that. So we're gonna talk. About yeah, Josh wussed out midway through I production. Midway through production on it. I did not wuss. I just well, I just don't want to watch. I have to sit through all these movies, all these terrible movies, because really, there's only a few good ones. Um, but yeah, we're going to talk about Birds of Prey today. Because we just saw it like two hours ago. Okay. 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 Um, Bird uh, And and uh, regardless, contrary to belief that Josh has, we're going to talk a little bit about the Oscars. Okay. Touch we'll, upon We'll touch that. upon them. We'll touch upon the Oscars. Oh, sorry. Touch upon them. Sorry. I meant to say we're going to dive deep into them because, uh, <laughs> uh, because touch upon to Josh... It take, late, takes y'all. just as about takes just as long as what it takes for him to nut, which is like thirty seconds. <laughs> so you just touch it, and, just, <laughs> and so he, he when he says "touch upon" for the Oscars, he literally means Please you cut poke this out. it and it just nuts, Please and then cut it's done. All this out. <laughs> and then he and then at the very end of it, right after he's finished, he lays back and he goes like, "Ha!" ha. <laughs> weird is I don't have a lot to say about Birds of Prey when I think about it. Dude, I have a lot to say about Suicide Squad. I don't want to talk about Suicide Squad. Well, oh my gosh. Talk- no, hold, on, uh, hold on, hold on. Let's talk about Suicide Squad in terms of how did you feel about Harley Quinn in that movie? I don't Harley Quinn? Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn. They they made her eye candy for the whole film. Right. So did it work? Yeah. She's hot way. as fuck. <laughs> I don't know what do you mean? How did okay. it work? <laughs> okay. Work because she's hot. Sure. You know, it's not, it doesn't really take a lot to get men distracted by Margot Robbie. Sure. Sure. Wolf of Wall Street just has her walk into a room naked and every single dude's like, huh? <laughs> There's not even like, there's no like, there's no like sexual value to it. It's literally just her walking into a room naked and everybody's like, huh? <laughs> every turns their heads. This, they're literally like, oh, what should her outfit be? Just smack like, underwear on her and have her walk around. It's like, oh, I mean, every guy will look at it, so who cares? <laughs> So, That's the whole value of the movie. But, you know, the, like, some people say Suicide Squad's terrible, but, like, she's the one good thing in it. Do you think that's a fair assessment? Uh, if the one good thing... If, if you're comparing it to, like, like, like let's let's say that Suicide Squad's porn. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, she kind of is. I mean, it is. <laughs> it is. Like, the whole entire movie, it's, it's, it's... It's pointless jibber jabber. Mm-hmm. the the plot and the the po- the plot and dialogue is about the equivalent of a porno. Mm-hmm. And the only reason why you're there is just to see Margot Robbie walk around half naked. <laughs> so it's a porno. 
Okay. I mean, in the end of the day, I, I will go on record and I can officially say that Suicide Squad's a porno. Okay. I would go on record saying that. Okay. The only reason why it exists is to show off Morgan Robbie. There's no other purpose. This isn't even like this isn't even like my my thought process about Morgan Robbie. This is the studio's thought process about Morgan Robbie. Is that they were like, yo, got a hot chick. Let's just make a porno, but not call it a porno. It'll be like a 13-year-old porno. You remember like you know, like, fifth graders and, and sixth graders who, like, you know, go on, like, YouTube and they watch, like, the, like, semi-porn videos, yeah. but they're not actual porn? Yeah. That's Suicide Squad. Okay. So. That's fair. No, I, that's, yeah. So, that's if, if you're talking about, like, she's the only redeeming quality in that case, then yeah. Because <laughs> I'm not going to stare at Will Smith and jerk off. But, <laughs> but what I mean. Batman, though. <laughs> can we talk about, I mean, like, but do you think, like, her character is all interesting? No. Okay. There you go. That's all I asked. Um, that's all I know. <laughs> She's gets beaten and abused. By we, so, so I think it's like it's funny because like a lot of the reviews are like for Birds of Prey have been kind of like it's better than Suicide Squad. It's such a big improvement. And I'm like I've taken shits that are better than Suicide Squad. Like I don't think that's saying much at all. But I I think it's worth pointing out that Birds of Prey is actually a good movie. Like base level, it's good. Yeah, it's good. Like it, it oh. it's not perfect by any means, but it continues. Um, I think starting with maybe Wonder Woman, but skipping Justice League. Wonder Woman, Aquaman, uh, Shazam, Joker, and now this. It's five movies. They've actually made five solid movies now. Well, I um, I haven't I, seen Aquaman, but I, I do the solid. post. I do post. Aqu- okay. I do post Aquaman era. The post Aquaman. Okay. So like everything after Justice League. Okay. So I'd count Aquaman, Shazam, Joker, and Birds of Prey. All and then, the and then Wonder Woman is just like a fluke. Well, Wonder Woman's. I, I think it's. I think it's great, but I. I think. I think that. And I think pretty much anybody can agree with this is that the the ending kind of like ruins a lot of it. Oh sure, but and it's still it, a good movie. Yeah, it is. No, it is. But I think it's still. It it suffers from similar problems to almost all those other DCEU movies. But it's just the best out of all of them yes, by a, by a by long, long shot. shot. Yeah. yeah, like it's actually like a it's actually like a competent movie. It's With a good got, scripts. Yeah, it's, it's likable characters. Yeah, and and there's a, there's stuff going on. There's really good chemistry between mm-hmm. the main two people. Yeah, uh, but it does suffer through those same exact problems as the other ones. It's just not nearly plagued as bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think everything post Aquaman, I always rank them. And Birds of Prey, it's like right around where Aquaman is. It's either right above it. Or right with it. I okay. Know. I still have yet to watch Aquaman in its entirety. I really like Aquaman. Which I know you like Aquaman because of its pure ridiculousness. But I will say, I was thinking about this on uh, when I first heard that Birds of Prey was getting good uh, reception, for the most part, was that DC's doing a really good job. We've talked about how DC sort of like is moving away from the model of like, we have to have everything connect, like Marvel, you know? Yeah. And because they learned real quick, they can't just, you can't just force that, you know? Like you can't, that doesn't just happen. Not at all. Because that's what happened with Justice League, and they forced it, and it fell, fell apart. And now they're focusing more on just making good individual movies that stand on their own, which I respect. And on top of that, I also like that um, I think every movie, Aquaman included, um, it seems like every movie is a perfect reflection of that character. Um, where it doesn't just feel like it's just... Like, Marvel movies sometimes feel like they can have any style and doesn't really matter, for the most part, you know? Like, not Guard- with the exception of Guardians, I think. Uh, or maybe in Black Panther, but, um, like, um, Aquaman is ridiculous and big and broad and crazy, but so is the character of Aquaman. You know, it's like, that's a crazy character. That's a silly mm-hmm. character. Um, 
you know, Joker is a very dark, disturbing character study about mental illness and, you know, themes of putting on a happy face, and that's perfect for Joker, right? Like, and then this movie is very colorful and lively and jumps around and a little chaotic and anarchistic is that the word anarchic anarchic anarchist anarchic yeah but it's yeah it's it's anarchy and um and that's very much harley quinn you know what i mean i think i think they're doing a really good job shazam was very like silly and coming of age coming of age and but so is this that's shazam's whole thing you know so i think they're doing a really good job of kind of like having all these characters be represented well through their films which i respect are you plotting me I'm applauding DC. Oh, yeah. Congratulations, DC. 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 I think DC, we can officially say DC's out of the rut. Yeah. They were in it for a while. They were in Once it for... Shazam came out, the sounds like, you know, I think they're going to do better. One, yeah, they were in it for a solid half a decade. I saw the trailer for Joker, and I was like, I don't even give a shit. This movie's yeah. bad. I was like, at least, like, they're going and, like, letting, like, people just do whatever the fuck they want. Mm-hmm. They're just like, you know, fuck it. Make a movie. Who cares? Shazam was great. Shazam's awesome. Shazam's Shazam, my Shazam, favorite. Shazam, Marvel, yeah, Shazam's like my favorite of the new DC movies. But I mean, they're both. I mean, I, Joker's so weird because it's hard to even like quality put it in that group because it's not even part of that group. But I find it, it I, weird that they still use the logo, like the DC superhero logo at the beginning of Birds of Prey. Yeah, because um, they didn't do it in Joker at all. Joker didn't. They didn't do it in Joker, but that's makes sense. Okay, yeah, I, I didn't. Did they do it in Shazam? They, they did. Think they did. They did yeah, I, I think they did because they they had a lot of allusions to Superman and everyone else in Shazam. Oh, yeah, they had that Superman final scene. Spoilers for Birds of Prey, by the way. Oh, yeah, lots of spoilers. Um, you want McGregor calls somebody a bitch. And it's he calls funny. all of them bitches. It's pretty funny. He calls all of them bitches. Well, it's just funny. I love seeing Obi-Wan just cuss out people. I think I always find it funny seeing Ewan McGregor do an American accent because it's not quite there. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It's always off. Like, it's weird. Even um, when I was watching Dr. Sleep, plug for, plug for Dr. Sleep. It's amazing. If you haven't seen it, it's now available. I haven't seen it. I can't justify this answer for zero out of ten because I haven't seen it. <laughs> it's phenomenal. Um, but uh, Eva McGregor in the movie has this thing where he does this American accent. It's kind of like, oh, he kind of sounds like this. And this is how American people talk. And that's what he does when he's black masking this. He goes, look, you bitches. <laughs> it's, like, it's like weird. It's like, it's like his American accent is trying to slip out. But no, he's great in this. He's a great villain. Yeah, I genuinely think so because I, I think he's a he's not like a unique deep villain, but he's a big broad villain, which is what this movie needs. He's big broad villain that's oh, fun. He's having, to watch. He, I think he's having a blast with it. Oh yeah, you know he is. He's having yeah. a blast. Um, but yeah, no, I yeah, I mean, I think. Do you want to kind of explain the plot of Birds of Prey? Just so like, okay, so the plot of Birds of Prey is uh, just or like the t- Birds of Prey or the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Yes. Yes. I I was going to say that it just like its title is an extremely excessive movie. Yes. I had a I had a theory of because since the title was like that, I was like, this movie's gonna be so excessive. Sure. I got a feeling it's just gonna like indulge in that, which is a good thing, and it does do that like eighty percent of the time. Uh, the the women in the movie are Black Canary. I remember the superhero names or the the villain names, so I don't remember any of their actual Huntress. names. Huntress, Huntress, uh, Harley Quinn, um, and Marie. Oh, she was the fucking detective's name. Not not even her. Not even her. I'm thinking of the kid. Oh, fuck. K- K- Carrie Canary? No. Uh, Carrie Canary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but no, all no. these... 
All these women. Cassandra Kane. Okay, Cassandra Kane. All these women are connected to somehow to Black Mask, and they all basically being oppressed by him in one way or another. They some they all kind of get together because there is a diamond. This little kid swallowed. Blah blah. I think you were say a dyad. No, no. Like a dyad in the Force. Oh, Star Wars. <laughs> Plug for our Star Wars Episode Nine talk. Yeah, which um, is yeah, it's still out there. Um, dyads, you know, and all that mumbo jumbo. <laughs> uh, like I could go, I could go for some gumbo right now. Gumbo? Yeah, dude. I, I mean, yeah, it's just weird. Okay. Uh, okay, whatever. Um, but uh, the diamonds that the girl eats, Black Mask is like, yo, that's my diamond. So he sends all these people after them. But all these girls that are going after it, Harley Quinn, Huntress, all of them, they all actually work together to fight Black Mask because he's actually their oppressor. It's not a team up movie till the very end, though. Yeah. Which I thought was. It's not. Well, that's that's the reason why it's non-linear, in my opinion. Uh, because I feel like I feel like it'd be kind of strange to do all these different stories with, with it being linear. Um, I think when it's non-linear, you kind of, I because I, I I understood because I know you weren't a big fan of it at first. At least I don't know what your I don't know what your thoughts about it. Are I don't now. like it. I didn't like it. I didn't like that element of it overall. Yeah, I think that how once I got halfway into it, I started to like it because I was uh, I was starting to kind of connect the dots with all these different characters, yeah. and I kind of thought that if it, um, if it did it linear. I was thinking about if it was like a linear movie. Uh, I was like, this feels this feels so weird. I feel like if it was linear. I I agree to an extent. My only worry, my only thing is, I think it tries to fill. I think the reason it does that too is because it has a short running time, shorter running time for a. So felt long for some reason to me. That's my issue. Like, um, felt like it could have been like fifteen minutes shorter. Yeah, I think that was my problem. I think the movie starts out so fast paced. Like it starts out like boom, this is the movie. You're like oh, yeah. shit, this is the movie I'm in for. And then it, when it does the backtracking around the second act of the movie, it kind of tells you how they got there. It just feels like it's kind of like really spinning its wheels for me. Well, it doesn't help that the cop stuff feels slow. It's all get out. Yeah. In comparison to everything else. The cop stuff in this movie is slow and boring and feels like it's a completely different movie half the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's taking itself so seriously. Yeah. Um, the only thing that's not serious is Harley Quinn's dialogue over it. But the actual scenes themselves look desaturated. They look nasty. They look like they're a completely different film. Mm-hmm. And they're filmed completely differently. And I don't know if that's done on purpose, but whatever it was, it does not fit in this movie. It literally just looks like an entirely different yeah, movie. Yeah, I, I love Rosie Perez. I mean, she's in, you know, Do the Right Thing and mm-hmm. um, um, and uh, White Men Can't Jump. And she's awesome, but... You're talking about classics I've never classic. seen. because you never Do the Right Thing? I own it. Never seen it. you never seen Do the Right Thing? Tyler. Sorry, dude. I watched too much Avengers Endgame. Yeah, you watched too much Avengers Endgame and <laughs> close of Suicide Squad. Uh, no, um, no, um, hang on, I'll wait. Hang on, I'll wait. Uh, no, but I, I think Rosie Perez is, is great. I love Rosie Perez, but her uh, subplot as the cop takes up so much time. Oh, yeah. In the movie. And it's interesting, too, because I think one of my issues, too, is that you have um, Mary Elizabeth Winstead as Huntress. It was really funny and fun and fun to be around, but she sadly wasn't in the movie enough. She's not utilized enough either. She's, she's, she's the at least utilized of the, of the main characters. I like Black Canary a lot. I thought she was cool. Um, but mm. yeah, the whole subplot with the, the cops just kind of felt really kind of took the energy out um, of the movie for me. Um, and the kind of calling out of how cheesy, how this is just like an 80s movie and yet they still did it anyway. It's like, that doesn't give you a... Yeah, it doesn't. I that just give you just, just give yeah. yeah. You just because you make fun, it doesn't give you like leeway to just 
lean into tropes. If more. you're gonna if you're gonna make fun of it, you have to make fun of it in like a satirical way in yeah. the script rather than you know just saying oh just saying oh she talks like yeah, it is. Yeah. That's the weakest part of the movie. And I also think again, I just feel like some of the um I don't like the the aesthetic that Suicide Squad kind of brought to Harley Quinn in general. That character. Um, just how I know her from the comics and the, or not even the comics, but mostly the animated versions of her. I always felt like the Suicide Squad really made it like this kind of glitter punk aesthetic, and you know the style does get in the way at times. It does get the, the, it, it does get in the way this time, but also I feel like part of that part of it is you know they could have done better at handling it, but part of me is also like you you, you couldn't fully get rid of that aesthetic because Suicide Squad built it up, and as much as I hate that movie. Um, it was Plug a for Suicide Squad. Josh hasn't seen that. Not all the way through, but I've seen enough of it. <laughs> um, but the thing about the movie is that it was still a huge hit, you know? So you can't just ignore it. So I get that. Um, but I also think, again, I think it works in, in a lot of points. I think especially there's some, certain sequences that it works really well. Um, I think the sequences that sort of, cro- uh, you know, um, do the chronology of, like, uh, Holly, Harley's life and Harley's um, breakup with the Joker, and even, um, like, the whole, um, that kind of, like, just her day-to-day life in that style really works. Um, There's a scene in the beginning where there's an emotional, like, chase where she's with with an egg sandwich that was really funny and charming and something that was so nothing you'd ever see in, like, one of the earlier DC movies that she was in. So I thought that was really cool. Pretty great stuff. There is. There's some really good stuff in this. There is a a few really great scenes. I will say this also, since taking this and I I would call this because there's a few of them. There's a couple of them we get like every year. There's a couple of them, not like a bunch, Mm -hmm. but there's, you know, those movies that are kind of like, um, more so like an, uh, an embodiment of like, uh, an embodiment to like the empower the empowerment of women. Sure. Yeah. Like uh, we had. I, I was. I was. I uh, was mentioning this to a friend. I, I think I was talking about how I would take something like Birds of Prey to me. And it's just because I'm not a big. I'm not. I'm not a big fan of this. Because you hate women. Yeah. Of course. Okay. That's the reason. But um, I, I said I would take something like Birds of Prey any day over something like Captain Marvel that I think tries to extend the same exact message in a way. Of, like, you know, like, just, like, empowerment, getting over this, like, oppressor and things like that. And um, the whole message of the film is just these, like, like women working together and they, these, like, the women overcoming this obstacle and stuff like that. And even though it's done differently in Captain Marvel, I just think that something like Birds of Prey, like, executes it, like, way better. I think, um, I think the thing about the differences, too, is that Captain Marvel, it's a lot of, like, speeches about, like you know, I'm strong and you can stand up. I mean, there's a whole montage yeah. of like her being, yeah. but it's at the service of, a, a, like the movie itself isn't really about that. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of thrown in there to be like, Oh, see girl power, you know? Yeah. Birds of prey is all about, but girls, so, yeah, yeah. Birds of prey is all about, um, these women who have, again, you, 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 you mentioned it great. Your synopsis is have all been hurt by this one guy yeah. and, and have been hurt by men in, in their lives around yeah. them. And, I like the whole, I almost like the whole movie as a coping mechanism for Harley post-breakup. Oh, yeah, that's great, yeah. I thought that was a really good, like, and it's cool, too, because there's this whole thing, 
and I, I agree with, which is that people glamorize the relationship between Harley and Joker. I mean, that's been done since the animated series, but it really got to hit a high level with Suicide Squad. People, yeah. weird Tumblr girls and, and guys, really yeah. kind of glamorizing the whole like idea of what um, Joker and Harley were. And I remember you talking about like how Kylo and Ray are like kind of a problematic, abusive relationship. Yeah, but, I've never and, liked them. But yeah. And I, I don't, I don't necessarily agree to the extent you do, but I think like saying like Joker and Harley is really a dangerous like. Oh, that's, that's well. That's a dangerous level because it's always kind of been. like It's always that, like that. But... but I like that this movie kind of uses that, um, uses that to its advantage. Like, mm-hmm. like she was in an abusive relationship, and she was kind of um, talked down upon, and um, I like that. I like how the movie starts off. How um, uh, not even just the cartoon segment in the beginning, even though it's still great, but the um, how she's like, oh, I'm gonna begin my new life by eating this uh, egg th- egg sandwich. And she goes the entire movie without eating it. At the very end, she's eating yeah. it. So it's like the start of her new life. And I was yeah. like, oh, this is nice. I was like, this is poetic for Harley Quinn. That was my... Um, Don't say the word. A-L-E-X-A in the background. Yeah. If you heard that. I don't know if they actually did. Because that fucked me up. That whatever, me. it's fine. Um, But, yeah, she eats it at the very end. And it's like, oh, this is sweet. Do you think there will be a Birds of Prey 2? Because I, I, I found it really weird because there's that part in the diner where they're trying... It seems like they're trying to set up something and then Harley Quinn immediately detracts from it, which I love. Yes. She, like, she like drives thought, off. I'm not, and I'm not a guy who, like, is like, that's not Harley Quinn's character or whatever. Yeah. But I was, you know, I, I, it is, I was telling someone today, I was like, you know, Batman, the whole or the Batman comics, and, or the whole Batman story, because of my love of the cartoons and the movies... It actually is one of the comic book uh, worlds that I'm more, um, I understand that I'm more like a fan of than I thought. Yeah. Um, which is why it was cool when it, there's a good one. Cause I'm like, Oh, a black mask. I always want to see a black mask in, in a yeah. movie or whatever. But, um, if, but like with Harley, I was always like, I was like, she, she'd be a good guy now. Or she seems like a anti-hero. Like that doesn't seem like Harley. Like she'd just be a part of a group, you know? Yeah. And I like, the, yeah, I love that they didn't do that. And I, 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 to your point, I don't think there's going to be a Birds of Prey 2, but I think there's going to be as a Harley Quinn 2, you know? I can I, see that. I think it's a more, I think it's, um, I think, I think they're going to really focus more on Harley and maybe the Birds of Prey will play into it. Yeah. But I don't, I don't see Because I don't really care necessarily about no. like, because they were showing like, oh, like they're, they're both, they're like fighting crime together mm-hmm. now and stuff. And I was like, I really would not care. I don't care about that. Like that. I was like, I don't think anybody I does. But I wouldn't be against a Harley Quinn movie. Oh yeah. Like Quinn. another Harley Quinn movie after this, especially cause she has the kid with her now. Oh yeah. It's going to be a hit. Oh, oh yeah. It's like, and that, that almost, <clears throat> that almost comes off more like a Deadpool yeah. kind of movie. Like these adventures, these two, it'd be funny. I'd, I'd watch that. That would be enjoyable. I would. It would be enjoyable. And in a, a franchise of movies that's not been enjoyable recently, that's. That's, that's the way to go. I think... Yeah, sorry. felt the musical choices fit better than they do in certain other movies that I see that try to go... go. I Honestly, the ending, the whole entire ending where they're fighting and it's playing, like, you know, the music. I yeah. Playing, that was fun to me, whereas... I, and I, I don't want to bring it up again and stuff like that, but when I, I immediately thought of the final fight in Captain Marvel and how it plays that I'm just a girl and it yeah. comes out of nowhere to me and yeah. I don't think it fits at all. That's fair. I was thinking more like how bad Suicide Squad music Suicide is. Suicide Squad is also, Suicide Squad's terrible with that. It's, I think the only reason why I thought of it when the, and with uh, Cause the fight with scene. both these movies is because when the when the girls are all walking out in Birds of Prey, you hear the music like beginning and it's like, oh, like I, I, I know, I, like I know what this is kind of building yeah. up to. 
Whereas uh, in in Captain Marvel, there's a scene. It's just her standing there, and then nothing's playing, and then she instantly goes into punch. It's like I'm just a girl, and it just starts blasting. Oh my god! Yeah, like what? No, I agree. I agree. Um, but I just felt like some of the musical choices they fit better. I've listened to the soundtrack before I saw the movie, and the soundtrack is fairly good to this. You movie. listen to the Birds of Prey soundtrack for the movie? I was gonna listen to it on the way home after this. I, I really, yeah, I like I like the soundtrack to this a lot. I do think sometimes it still gets a little too cute with its yeah, soundtrack. No, I agree. But again, it's definitely better. You and clear that it's not um, like when you watch uh, Suicide Squad, and the 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 um, pace of the scene is so not meant to fit with that music they chose in editing and the reshoots and or whatever like when the studio got their hands on that movie and it's just so doesn't match the energy of the scene this is the exact opposite like you can tell that they literally film scenes around knowing the music they were going to use you know because that whole final to me the movie really is worth seeing almost for that final act to see genuinely genuinely exciting action in a comic book movie that's mm-hmm. not big, stupid. It, there's a really... I love the idea of it being at Joker's Funhouse. Yeah, that was really that cool. That was really cool. And, and uh, it's kind of like a, a kind of like a location I've always wanted to see in a, mo- a Gotham set movie. That was really fun. And uh, it, 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 there was a real, like... When it was really working, it felt like a good, like, balls-to-the-wall action movie. Yeah. And, like, the fight scenes were very John Wick, work, well, the, which I liked a lot. Yeah, that was the... Because when I first saw the movie... When I first was going into it, I like I said, I kind of thought that it was going to be like movie indulges and uh, excessiveness, yeah. just from the title, and it does. But then for some reason, for like twenty percent of the movie, it focuses on stuff like the cops. Yeah, stuff, the, I, I didn't care. I, I mean, I, I know, I know, I know why it's there, but I don't care for the super serious villain scene that's meant to be like him, like forcing a woman to take yeah, off her clothes and dance in front of everybody. It, I get why it's there. Like, I know why it is, but, like... It does feel like... I don't flash, feel like it's though. out... It, there's no other scene like it in the entire movie. It's I disagree. So... There are a couple. The, the scene where Harley is getting um, in the alleyway, and she's getting kind of, like... It's almost like she's got to get... She's drunk, and the guy's taking her to her... Were you asleep in that part? Uh, oh, I'm trying to think. <laughs> there's the part where I, the guy gets Harley drunk... After he meets Canary, and she's out in the alley, and he's like making out with her while she's drunk. Oh, yeah, I fell asleep for two minutes. Uh, that, was, that was the two minutes where I fell asleep. Because he was so, he was so bored. I was like, <laughs> I just went out. There's a part. There's a part where this guy um, basically is like trying to like rape Harley, like or like or like take. See, it I don't know. Then that would if that would make me more okay with the Ewan McGregor scene, or if that would actually make me. Just not like either one of those scenes. That's fair. I, mean, I, I don't know. I don't know which one I would think. I'd have to rewatch the movie. To I, think, like I, I, I didn't think it was too. I didn't because th- I didn't think the scene went on too long, and they cut it before it gets really bad. But it's still. I mean, it's still uh, humiliating. But I, I don't know. I mean, I agree that it's it is a little out of place. But I don't feel like it's a complete tonal like whiplash. Like what the fuck happened? You know? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I, I do enjoy how every single villain, all the bad guys, are the most, like, misogynistic people on planet Earth. Yeah. And how all the main characters are, like, supposed to be, like, feminist icons yeah. in this film. And I enjoy just that contrast being always present. It's it's kind of just, mm-hmm. it's so enjoyable to see we want McGregor play that type of role and then have, like, all these, like, women that are supposed to be feminist icons have to fight up against this guy. And I just enjoyed that a lot. Yeah, that was fun. I thought it was, uh, especially the way they execute it, because it's meant to be pretty um the movie's meant to be pretty charming at times it's meant to be uh uh enjoyable regardless of how much of a dick somebody like black mask is in it 
Mm -hmm. Um, so I found it always to be enjoyable Mm -hmm. to the end, to the end. Yeah. No, I really liked that. I also felt like, um, yeah, it was just, it was, it was just a very, it was very well done. I don't think it's a movie before I think about it, it's a movie that I don't think it's going to like linger with me in a way. No, no, no. But, um, but what it did was I think they, they realized like DC was like, we have Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn, and she's now, she's she was a huge actress when she got cast, and now she's even bigger. It's like we can't just get rid of her now, you know. Like, and 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 her, whether we like it or not, her her turn as Harley Quinn is iconic, in terms of that that daddy's little monster t shirt and the baseball bat and everything. Yeah. Like that's an iconic image, and I think they had to be like, okay, we can't just get rid of her, so we have to make a movie that's at least good, you know, like at least good. And I think they do a good job. I think yeah, I think it's the one job it had to do is. Not be completely sexist towards Harley. Well, that's and, what Suicide Squad is, which right. is why I'm okay with the, how, right. the way this movie is. Right, <laughs> and, and and also a movie that's that's just good with this character. I think we finally they finally done it. I think they finally did it. Which I respect. Do um, well, I'm gonna ask you two questions. Okay. One is, do you think this film would be would feel far worse? If Margot Robbie was not Harley Quinn, feel far worse. Yeah. Um. Do you think that she kind of makes the movie quite a bit of it? Here's the thing about Harley Margot, and I don't want to say strongly like, because I do like Margot Robbie a lot. Um, but we've never had another live action version of Harley Quinn. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Where we've had multiple versions of Batman, multiple versions of Joker. And it's like, I can kind of look and see what works and what doesn't. Yeah. Harley Quinn, it's like, I, I don't, I don't know. I'd have to see someone else as Mar- as Harley Quinn to think. That's true. Cause I I'm can like, agree with Cause that. like, I think, I think she's good. I think she's really good. And, and, and this one, I think her comedic timing in this one's really good. There's mm-hmm. a whole sequence in the, um, like you laughed a lot when we watched this and you usually don't laugh at super movies. I was shocked that you were laughing as much in big movies. I, I enjoy violence. Yes, um, there's a lot of great violence. It's, really it's, good it's funny violence though, which That's, is why I enjoyed it. That was interesting too is that the violence was good. Like <laughs> really well utilized the yeah. violence. There's element. so much like over the top cartoony violence which is stuff that I just enjoy watching. Yeah, it's like almost like schlocky in a yeah. way, but it's stylistic so I didn't mind it. Kind of reminds me of um something like even though uh, I I mean, it's still not, like, a great movie or anything, but it kind of reminded me of something like Kingsman. Sure. Like, first Kingsman well, or something. Well, I was going to say, that reminded yeah, that's very much so. The, um, that whole final s- scene with the, 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 um, Ewan McGregor's uh, Black Mask death was, like, genuinely one of the best deaths. Oh, it's, it's hilarious. <laughs> it's great. Explodes. Uh, I explodes. Not that she still has blood on her. She goes to, she oh, goes she to, goes to the diner and she still has blood on her and everything and it's her grabbing the drinks and now she's with her new friends, but they're not really her friends because she steals her car and leaves. Right, yeah, that was good. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, but there's, I think that's the thing, too, is I, I will say but more hardly about Margot Robbie is that she has really good comedic timing in this. Um, she's really able to command a scene. Like, I think, I always think there's, like, great actors and movie stars. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I think she's on, she's on the perfect line. Like, I always say, like, Brad Pitt is a great movie star. He's not a great yeah. actor. Margot Robbie to me is, like, both. I think she's, she started out as a great movie star, but now she's a really good, great actress. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, but she's starting to become a great actress. I think, um, I think she just has a real command. That whole that whole scene in the grocery store was really funny. 
Oh, that uh, scene's great. That whole scene was really funny. Um, yeah, she's great. So I, I don't know. What was the other question you're gonna ask? I, um, well, do you do you think that that if if, if it wasn't Margot Robbie, I work? think she does um, kind of make the role her own in such a way that I feel like that if anybody else kind of played it, it would come off as uh, weird to me. I don't think yes. the dialogue would nearly be delivered as well. No, she has that great like accent too. That's like really funny. Um, so I, it's not that I think the movie would be bad if she wasn't in it, but I don't think I would have my attention nearly as kept if, if it was anybody else. Like, I can, picturing anybody else in it, I just don't, I feel like it's way more of a movie that I'm, I'm encapsulated in what's going on due to the fact that it's Margot Robbie playing Harley Quinn. Yeah. And she doing, she does such a good job. Yeah. And she's a great actress, so it makes sense. Um, yeah. My other question was, out of ten honestly it's funny you say that because my first thought is the second I walked out of the theater was 7 out of 10 I gave it a 6 oh okay six that's slower 3 out of 5 6 out of 10 whatever okay. you call it I, I'd give it a 7 I think I think it's a solid 7 because mm. I was thinking I, I uh, now that I review movies for Mountain Express they have us do the 5 star thing yeah it's like, and you can do halves. I prefer to do ten, just because means that means I don't need to do halves no, no, necessarily. No. But, but yeah, so the, I, my mean. initial thought was like, if I was I was busting this, like I give this like a three and a half, and I was like, that's a seven. So yeah. I give, give a seven. I think it, I think it's I think it's very well above. I think it's better than a lot of movies that it wants. I, I, I was thinking, you know, I was thinking it was that there's a lot of movies I think that want to be Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. and I think of all the movies that want to be Guardians of the Galaxy, this is one of the closer ones. It's not nearly as good yeah. but it, it's it's better because it it knows how to be have that humor and guardians of the galaxy and sort of that the character and its own universe but at the same time um not it, it's still its own thing and ironically suicide squad is another one of those movies that tries to be guardians of the it fails miserably fails horribly it's so bad um it's birds so of prey actually at least manages to capture chemistry yeah and things like that and you don't see them all together really until the end of the movie, but, but at still, least that chemistry is nice. It's still there, and like and especially everything with like Huntress, how she doesn't like being called that name. She that was funny. I like wish that. she was in the yeah. movie more. And yeah, I, I really do wish she was in the movie. That just, was one of my things. Mary Elizabeth Winstead is just awesome. So yeah, she's great. great. All ten, ten, ten Cloverfield Lane plug. Ten Cloverfield. I was gonna say like Scott Pilgrim, fucking. Oh, uh, really? Uh, Fargo well. season two. Sorry, sorry. Wow, Fargo sorry, sorry. You watch good stuff. I'm sorry, I don't watch that stuff. I watch only Cloverfield movies. No, Ten Cloverfield Lane's good though. I watched Cloverfield Paradox. Oh, fantastic, God. fantastic movie. What? <laughs> I never watched that one. Uh, so six out of ten. Um, now I found out a way while we were, while we were all talking. I found out a way we could go through the Oscars pretty quickly, and not have to worry too much about it. Okay. For the sake of Josh. Oh, so we're done talking about Birds of Prey. I mean, unless of course something else you gotta say about it. Oh, I was gonna say I. Th- uh, well, I guess I already mentioned the action. But the action scenes are really good. Like, the action scenes are really good. Like, really fun. And there's that scene when she first walks into the... Um, I don't know if it's all stunts by Margot Robbie, but the stunts are really stunts good. Stunts are phenomenal. Yeah. Well, I think it's um, that guy, she breaks his legs. Uh-huh. That guy is in John Wick 1, and he's in Barry. Uh-huh. But he's also a stunt coordinator for the John Wick movies. So I think he choreographed the movie. I think the stunt, a lot of the John Wick guys choreographed this. Oh, that makes sense. Because yeah. it has that, like, really cool, like... We're gonna keep the camera back here. Like, there's that great shot when they're fighting in the funhouse, and it's like one long shot, and it's just the camera, and you actually see them doing it. Yeah. Like, I think that's a lot of that, which I really liked. That's fantastic. That, that whole scene when she shows up to the the jail uh, to the um, prison um, or the jail, 
That was great. And yeah, she's that. using like the like what the, was the, it? It's the bean bags, like it's shooting out. It, well, it's these sacks. I think it's um, they're not rubber pellets because rubber pellets are different. I I just think of Furious Seven whenever I mention rubber yeah. pellets. The rubber bullets. Rubber bullets. <laughs> big mistake. <laughs> Punches them <laughs> <right> in the maze. <laughs> but no, you're right. That almost, that almost felt like a. I was I was wondering. That almost felt like a, a T two parody. Or, I don't know why. I just was like, yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty interesting. I think there are actual things like that, but they're filled with like some like really hard substance. That was a fun so, scene. Yeah, it's but like yeah. a putty almost. It hits you right in the face and really hurt. It was cool just to see like a. I was gonna say a Batman movie, but like it's just a Gotham City based movie that's also a, just a good action movie, like a good yeah. solid. Well, it's interesting. Right after we got Joker, which yeah. Joker is a very disgusting portrayal of Gotham. It's this very nasty, and this movie is too. But it's in the polar opposite way. It's, oh, it's like, like a cartoony way. Well, it's like a whole. It's like a carnival. It's like yeah, yeah. it's it's and great. It's, so it's kind of this almost perfect. If you want to watch like the two Gotham movies, Joker and Birds of Prey are pretty good companions to one but that's another. That's what I'm saying. They could, they could exist in the same world because you could just say this is how Joker sees Gotham, this is how Harley sees Gotham. And, yeah, that's true. And 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 you know that's where their difference lies. You know, at the end of the day, that he's like, no, fuck you. I, I think it's weird to make a to make a Joker two because um this is so this is kind of off topic but i just thought about this the other day mm-hmm. where i was like because you would have to validate what is like real and what's not real necessarily yes and people talk about that a lot and I'm like once you validate that the whole like point of some of the scenes and like the last movie almost become like irrelevant to me well that's almost that's funny was some of doctor sleep. that's almost the problem with dr sleep is yeah. because kubrick you know the movies tries to find a middle ground between king and kubrick like yeah. sort of a bridging of the two ideas um, but Kubrick was very clear in like his movie that it's all in Jack's head, or mm-hmm. we don't know what's ghosts and what's not. And Doctor Sleep is kind of like we're fucked if we so we have to just say it's all ghosts. Yeah. So you know what I mean. So it's like it's yeah. hard. It's like hard, and that's, that's weird. Yeah. Yeah. So I know what you mean. It's like with Joker. It's like how do you just say what's real, and what's not? You got any other comments about Birds of Prey? No, I mean I think it's a really fun movie, and I think it. Um, not too memorable to me, but it's very fun. Not too memorable, but I think I think I I I'm all for. Um, smaller scale comic book movies that um, are just good solid times less than two hours and um, have more emphasis on character and small scale hand-to-hand action scenes than any big destructive crazy action that's what i find so weird about about um I, i was just even watching this and just seeing even the structure of it even if you're not a fan of it even if some people aren't a fan of it i'm like this is still something I would never see out of a Marvel movie. No, exactly. Like, they would just never... They wouldn't even do, like, a non-linear movie. No, like, I, God forbid they do anything no, I agree. that's, like, different. And it's very R-rated, and it's very, like... It's, it's very, like... it's It has it has a personality. Yeah. I think even the best Marvel movies, other than Guardians movies, the Spider-Man movies, are just... They're really missing a personality. Oh, and yeah. I think, I think I think that's that's what DC has been having. And I think even, even though this is... Of the post-Aquaman DC movies is... Not as good, not the best. It's it's still it shows what DC is getting perfectly right recently. Even Man of Steel and Batman vs Superman and Wonder Woman all have personalities. All personality. They're it's, even they're though all even bad. though well, first two are bad. I mean, like not Wonder Woman. Man of Steel, yeah, Man of Steel, yeah, Man of Steel and Batman vs Superman. The only two that don't have personalities to me are Suicide Squad and Justice League, and that's when they were committee. like very corporate movies. Right, right. Those were like movies that were like we need to be like Marvel. We need to be like Marvel. Like right. there's no way we're gonna do anything. Yeah, different. That's the one thing Marvel does have. It's corporate, but Marvel has their hands off from the start, you know what yeah. I mean? So it's like, you, you well, they were the ones that started So it's that, like still so. structured and, but I agree. Yeah. Like the, but you're right. Birds of Prey and Aquaman and 
especially she's even Aquaman Aquaman's like linear but it's like this huge right. epic it feels like fucking Lord of the Rings right. at but times the espe- especially Wonder Woman Shazam um uh, Joker they're all they all are very much their own thing and I like that you I can like almost that. watch like you could watch like Shazam and then watch something like Birds of Prey and not even know like that any that any of this stuff is even like remotely related no it's pretty unique in that aspect yeah which is why like that's what I'm saying they're like, I was almost, I would, I would recommend, like, my mom's a big, you know, like, loves, like, kind of, like, girl power movies, you know, and I yeah. feel like I'd totally recommend Birds of Prey, even though she's never seen Suicide Squad, because it's just, like, it's a fine, it's a good yeah. movie, yeah. and they give you just enough information and background to be, like... Especially in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. like, here's this what happened, and this is kind of what Suicide Squad. You don't give a shit about Suicide Squad, this, this is what, is what, yeah, this is what happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. so yeah. Um, yeah, no, I agree. So, what we're going to do for the Oscars, because it's, uh, we can, um... We can jumble through this. It's gonna be nice. So we're gonna go through the best pictures. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna just talk about best pictures. Boy, we don't need to go like great in detail or anything like that. But we're gonna talk about like what we like, what we dislike, and what we would like what what we think is gonna win best picture. And then at the very end, all we're gonna do is just say what we think would win each category, and that's it. Okay, that's fine. So we're just gonna go through best. Did either one of us see Ford versus Ferrari? I did not see Borges Ferrari. Zero out of ten. Okay, we need okay, to cool. watch <laughs> That's the. Can I say? Can I say this though? That was the one, and I've heard it's really good. And I hear, I hear. I'm the least interested in that. It's least interested, but I will say I have heard it's really good. I hear the chase scene at the end is really good. The race is really good, but I also feel like um, that was the one when they announced it. I literally did. I literally went, "What the fuck?" <laughs> that was the weirdest choice for me that that was on there because mm-hmm. I'd heard not like I had not, I had no idea those. I thought for sure it'd either be. Um, uh, uncut gems or the lighthouse. That was my theory. Yeah, I could t- especially uncut gems. I would and farewell. Yeah, that's another good pick mm-hmm. for that replacement. Um, how about the the Irishman? Do you want to go first on Irishman? Um, sure. I love Martin Scorsese movies. I'm obsessed with them, and I've seen every single one. So. Fucking um, chill. I, I know. I'm a nerd. Nazi. My film class hates me. You Nazi. Um, you fucking like white old white men movies. Why don't you watch white? Why aren't you excited about Black Panther 2, you racist? I don't know how to respond to this. You know you're right, actually. <laughs> no, I'm going to go look up the release date right now. I'm just kidding. 2020. Um, well, this, I think, is my favorite Martin Scorsese film of the decade, I think. Mm. Um, it's a bit above Wolf of Wall Street for me. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, I made a whole top 50 list, and it's a little bit above it. Uh, Irishman, to me, is a solid uh, 10 out of 10 movie. I love it to death. I think that... It has such a powerful message about uh, about gaining all this power, and it's not even just like this rise and fall story, but almost gaining all this power, you know. But you don't even like really like fall. You kind of just get old, and that's your fall. <laughs> it's like there's not really anything in particular. It's just like this constant fall within the story. Don't get me wrong; like this guy becomes detached from his family and all this stuff, but this all comes with age, also from his actions. But it almost just feels like, oh, like, you just get older and older and just, like, this fall is just, like, gradual. Like, you're just Mm -hmm. going down this, like, path. And, uh, it becomes so depressing towards the last half. Uh, towards the last fourth in particular. It's just super depressing. Mm -hmm. And I love that because I feel like that it's a... I love deconstruction films, mm. like films that just deconstruct a whole genre. Sure. And The Irishman, to me, is a deconstruction. It's kind of like the last Jedi of gangster movies. 
Well, I always, I almost, I, I would honestly, and and piggybacking off of the Last Jedi, but I almost describe it as like the Last Jedi, Martin Scorsese movies. Yeah, it's kind of crazy that it's this movie that almost deconstructs his own movies. Yeah, and I haven't seen anybody do anything like that since like Clint Eastwood worked worked with Unforgiven for westerns because he was all part of that western Mm -hmm. huge craze, and then he makes there's this deconstruction film about westerns, but Martin Scorsese is like all him. And I'm just kind of amazed that he makes this movie that after after making Wolf of Wall Street, especially that's mm-hmm. like the most energetic thing he's ever done in his life. Yeah, that he makes this really just slow burn deconstruction of all of his mafia stuff and just shows like how depressing it is, how lonely it is, mm-hmm. and even in the movies where he does kind of tap into that, it's never to the extreme that the Irishman depicts it. It depicts it as like this life that's like it would never be worth it no. in any in any realm like you watch wolf of wall street and it's like oh, okay this guy became like a millionaire billionaire whatever. and they always have that that subtle like this is wrong but he never like yeah he gets like four years of prison that's it yeah but he, and you know the director doesn't like the character but it's never like the movie you follow the ramifications of it okay, uh, uh, the thing with the irishman first of all let me just say about scorsese like you can talk shit about scorsese all you want scorsese has never made a bad movie that's no. not to say he's made movies I like. There are movies of his I like less. No. But I want to show you, like, people... There's a there's a complaint uh, a complaint now from people who are like, oh, Scorsese makes the same movies. And I want to just throw this out there. Let's just look at the deck, this past decade of Scorsese, right? 2011, you have Hugo, which is yeah. his family film, which is like Scorsese making a family film. Who would have thought? And it's phenomenal. It's I forgot that Scorsese did that. Such movie. a good movie. Yeah, I forgot Scorsese did. I was. I thought that was. Um, I thought that was George Miller. Yeah, it reason. feels like it. Yeah, but it's beautiful and it's it has a real. It's it's almost it's like perfect. Like any kid seeing the movie, it feels like a Harry Potter. Film. It just it feels yeah. so lovely and it's such a love letter to film and it's amazing. After that, you have Wolf of Wall Street. He follows Hugo up with maybe his most raunchy, raunchy movie, which, film. which yeah. is Wolf of Wall Street, which is crazy. The guy in his seventies made that movie. Yeah. And then after that, you have um, immediately after Wolf of Wall Street, you have Silence, which is uh, this, like this like slow, religious, spiritual, religious, spiritual slow burn depressing movie. film about faith <laughs> and about your loss of faith and and how much you 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 actually care about faith and how much you actually uh, risk for it or not risk for it. And it's it's an incredible movie. I mean, really, one was underrated movies. And then there's The Irishman, and it's like. I think the thing about The Irishman is when I watched it the first time, that for the first, like, two-thirds of it, um, I felt like... I felt like I had watched it before. And I don't mean that because of its repet. I don't think it's bad. Mm-hmm. I just think it's like... It's like, oh, that's right. This is what it feels like. This is what it feels like. Because you've seen gangster movies since Goodfellas, Casino. But you're like, ah, oh, this is what, like, that felt like. Like, oh, this is what this kind of movie feels like. But the whole time you're watching it, there's this underlying, like, something's different. And I think I think what's so smart is he has the the daughter in the movie, and everyone complains about Anna Anna Paquin in that movie, and it's like, oh, she doesn't have any lines. Oh, she doesn't do that. You know, she, even though she's a little kid, she doesn't have any lines. Yeah, she's just, meant to be this. Does he hate women? Yeah. It's like no. The whole point is that you're living. You're you're basically watching like another Goodfellas, more political Goodfellas. I mean, yeah. it's the story of Jimmy Hoffa, but it's it's like all of a sudden when these crazy highs and these crazy things happen, it'll just cut back to him, and he's his, his daughter's always watching him. Mm-hmm. It's like that's what what is that building to you know, and what is this friendship with Jimmy Hoffa building to? What is that gonna mm-hmm. do? And it's like, 
he's never it's a character who's always taken orders and it's never had to take a toll on him because he was a soldier and he's just he says yeah sure whatever I'll do it yeah sure and I love De Niro's performance in it because it, it could so easily be played as like one note but yeah. he, he gives it like this sort of like awkward shy like uh, yeah I'll just do it yeah what I, whatever do to please you you know I just, yeah. I just this is what I do and it's not until he has to kill Jimmy Hoffa spoilers that it becomes like it actually hits him and he starts to understand why his daughter hates him and why his, and it's sort of a, he f- begins to fall into a cycle of regret, but he can't do anything about it because he feels nothing. He's, he's incapable of empathy. Yeah. And that's amazing to me because like Goodfellas ends with literally our main character saying, I would go back to the life. I wish I was in the life still. Like, I hate that I'm a normal person now. And then Irishman is like, let's look at that kind of character 30 years later. And mm-hmm. it's like, now he's just full, he's lonely, he has no one, and the last shot of the movie is just him alone on Christmas by himself in a room, trying to open himself up to some sort of faith before he dies, and it's like, it's incredible. I mean, really, I mean, it's, it's a movie that I've, I've, I've seen, it's a three and a half hour movie, and I've watched it twice in one sitting. Mm-hmm. Like, I really, it's, it's, it's not my favorite movie of the year. Um, but it is the most, I think the most important in terms of what it represents to film and Scorsese as a filmmaker. So I love I it. think that it would be a perfect send off for Martin Scorsese, like a final movie. It's not going to be. It's but, not going to be, but I'm saying. But that. I agree. I, I, I was kind of bummed that I heard he was actually doing another one because I was like, I mean, it's going to be amazing. And Scorsese, it's always great, but I was like, what a, what a wonderful ending that would be. Like what yeah, an like amazing a perfect, ending. A perfect little ending to his whole movie career. The, um. And also, sorry, but Pesci, Joe Pesci in that movie, oh. like, Joe Pesci, I mean, they got out of retirement to do it, and I think what's so amazing is that he could have so easily played the Joe Pesci character that mm-hmm. he plays in, like, Goodfellas and Casino, and yet he plays it, he plays a completely different guy, a guy who's way more in control and, and more frightening because he's in control. Um, and, of course, Pacino's amazing as Jimmy Hoffa, but I think De Niro is the one who got snubbed at the Oscars because I think, I think De Niro has made some terrible movies recently and this is like his comeback for the first time in like a decade where he's made a given a performance that is so worth everything we we applaud him for as an actor yeah i love the final shot of the movie it's, it's fantastic beautiful. it's a it's a yeah it's 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 a it's a it's a masterpiece and it's a it's a it's it's proof that scorsese is the only filmmaker of his generation that did not lose their luster Oh, yeah, he still has, like, every bone in his body is still dedicated to making some freaking masterpiece. Even Spielberg kind of lost it. Even Coppola's lost it. Lucas lost it. Like, De Palma lost it. Like, lost their touch where they just... But he's evolved with the art. He's evolved with the art and everything he touches is still gold. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. It really is amazing. He is... He is incredible. He is. All right, what's after that? What was the next movie? I love Irishman. What was the next? Jojo Rabbit, which means you have semi-conflicting thoughts about. So now we can commence arguing. I'm just kidding. Now. Can I say the? Can I give my first first thoughts of Jojo Rabbit? Absolutely. Okay. I'm gonna give you a story. Okay, I'm gonna give you like a little thing about Jojo Rabbit. Let me first of all preface saying I love Taika Waititi. Like I love him. Yeah. Like I Taika love. Waititi's great. What we do in the shadows is one of the favorite. Hunt for the Wilder People. Hunt for the Wilder People is amazing. What we do in the shadows, especially, is one of the funniest 
movies I've ever seen. Home for Wild People is such a sweet, perfect movie that blends his comedy and and Thor Ragnarok is one of the much better Marvel movies. I think he's a great filmmaker and a great comedian, really funny guy. And I think Jojo Rabbit is really funny and it's well intentioned. But I'm gonna ask you this: You took a 12 year old kid, right? Let's say a 12 year old kid sees Jojo Rabbit because here's it's funny, right? It's a PG 13 movie. He goes to see it and he knows he doesn't know much about the Holocaust, right? He doesn't know much about Nazi occupation. Doesn't know much about fascism. Doesn't know much about the Holocaust. And he sees Jojo Rabbit. Do you think he learns anything new about the Holocaust? Other than Nazis bad, mean to Jewish people. Do you think he learns anything about government? About um, what the Nazis did? Their war crimes or anything? No. Um... No, I mean, I have an extension off of what I would say about that, but no. Okay. Because that's my problem, amongst many. That's a very simple answer. I don't think Jojo Rabbit needs to answer those questions, but I think it's being lauded. I think its its message of love and acceptance is so basic. It's such a base, and that's fine, but when you're putting it in the backdrop of one of the most tumultuous, disturbing pieces of human history to, to turn it into to not want to look at any of the darker elements of it and that's not even me just saying like it should be dark he shouldn't make a comedy about about the nazis like that's not at all what i'm saying one of my favorite comedies of all time is blazing saddles it's a comedy about slavery and what that movie does so well though is it's not afraid to back away from the dark stuff and i don't just mean by showing it and making you feel like oh but even making fun of it Mm-hmm. Jojo Rabbit isn't afraid to is, is too afraid to make fun of the dark stuff and is too afraid to show the dark stuff. And when it gets to a point in, when it does sort of feel the need to be more dramatic, it feels so forced. It feels so manipulative. If the whole I mean the death of Scarlett Johansson is a big reveal and like shocking moment. But and really well filmed. I mean that shot of him looking up and her feet and dangling. Yeah. It's amazing. But it's so manipulative, and and it, it it's um, it's too cute for its own good. It, it it wants to be a cute movie that it's just oh makes grandmas feel so good, makes them feel so happy, you know. Love oh, love yeah, wins. Grandma, bro. No, I'm just saying. But it's like it's like oh love <laughs> love wins, um, and it's frustrating because it's it's ambitious in what it wants to do, but I don't think it, it succeeds very well, and and I don't hate it. In fact, I like it just fine but it frustrates me that this is the film that YTT is getting love for when there's so, he's done so much better work and um yeah it's me just to end your movie about Nazis um with a character on the day of the liberation um you know kicking Jewish Hitler out kicking you know kicking Hitler out the the window and saying you know fuck you Hitler and then having them dance to a David Bowie song is just so lame. Oh, <laughs> I think yeah. it's so lame. Um, and I think, and I honestly think if, if there's one movie, I'd be okay with any of these movies winning Best Picture, honestly. I think it's actually a pretty good year. It's uh, pretty decent, yeah. Pretty decent. I mean, I mean there are movies I want more than others, but if there's one movie I wish I would, that I don't want it's Jojo Rabbit. Okay. That's me. That's just me. Um, uh, to me, it's a 7 out of 10 movie. Mm-hmm. That's fair. I enjoy it. I think it's a three point five out of five. Okay. Um, for the sake of anybody who can't do math, um, mm-hmm. I, I do agree that I well I believe at times it's a little bit tonally deaf. 
I also just honestly on such a default level hate the storyline of racist goes from being racist to not a racist yes. because I just think it's so overdone. Because well, he so... talked to because now he talked to an, uh, a Jewish person. He's cured. Like but that's all. It's the same as the thing as like Green Book. Like white dude talks to black person. Now they are not a racist. Yeah. And some movies do it uniquely, like American History X does it pretty uniquely and executes it pretty mm-hmm. uniquely. Yeah. Gran Torino does yes. it pretty uniquely. Yeah. Um, and, and these films have ways of being able to execute it, but whenever you have just like this perfect ending of like, oh, they're they're cured of their racism. Like I'm like, that's not how it works. Like at the end of Gran Torino, he's still kind of a shithead, but he just like he he's willing to like protect these people. Yes. Like he doesn't it's not like he's it's not like he's not running around still saying, like, the most racist things to them. Like, he still is. That's why I actually... I don't like the movie overall, but that's actually why I defend the Sam Rockwell character in Three Billboards, mm-hmm. where it's, like, he's not cured. Yeah. He's still a racist, but he's gonna do... He's doing better. He's doing least, better, yeah. and he's gonna do the right thing. Yeah, I, I, I do agree that I think that it shoehorns in that too much. I think what I like about it a lot is that... I think that whenever I went into it knowing that I don't think it was, it never came off. I know the trailers kind of portray it this way, but I never thought of it as going to be like a comedy comedy. Mm -hmm. And so I always thought that, oh, there's going to be comedy bits. But overall, it's going to be like kind of like the sweet movie, I guess. And um, I thought a lot of the scenes, especially all the stuff involving his mom, really would get to me. I just enjoyed all that stuff yeah. so much. All the stuff involving Scarlett Johansson. Maybe that's just because she's such a good freaking actress. But... She's great. Yeah, she's great. I don't know if it's Oscar and Best Supporting Actress great, but she's yeah, great. That, that, yeah, that one's that was kind of a strange pick. But I do love her in it. I love their relationship between her, uh, between the kid and the mom. Um, I don't necessarily think it needed to... I understand where you're coming from. I think my thing is, is that the fact that it's just being this like basic, like, Oh, racist goes from being a racist to not a racist, which isn't exactly a great storyline. But I think because it's trying to be that, it's just trying to be very personable, and it's not exactly trying to tell like this the broader subject of everything going on. Like I guess you get what I'm trying to say. It's not trying no. to like it's not going to like show off like concentration camps and things like that. I agree. I I think maybe part of my more more of my issue is that the fact that it's been such an awards darling um, is frustrating because it to me it's like the Academy and other awards. Can I get some of that? Sorry. Yeah, parts. absolutely. A sip of water? Yes. Josh is drinking water. Everybody, hold up. Okay. Um, I think part of the problem I have with Jojo Rabbit is just that... Um, is more the fact that Hollywood is willing to award the movies that deal with heavy subject matter um, less harshly mm-hmm. than the ones that deal with it head-on. Um, even something like Black Klansman, what this reminds me of, where it's like, it's like, oh, cops are bad, but not all cops. It's, it's like, and I know, I'm not saying all cops are bad, but I'm saying it's like, it's, they're scared to dig into the movies that... They're not going to award something like, sorry to bother you. No, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And I think Jojo Rabbit is just, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's a, it's a very basic level of love and hope. Love is what cures all things, Jojo, and blah, and it's just, I just, it's frustrating. That being said... Do you think it's a recognition thing, though, for you, sometimes? Like, do you think it's because of how much it's being recognized as, like, people are like, the movie's so great, and it's being, like, Oh, no, that's what I'm saying. I, I, yeah. I, I agree that it, it, part of it is definitely Because if you if, if you were to ask me, like, do you think that if this movie won Best Picture, you'd be happy? I'd be like, nah, it's probably one of the lesser of all Oh, I think... Yeah, for sure. I mean, I still think my problems of the movie would stand. Yeah, But I don't absolutely. think it would... It would 
I, I don't think it, I would be pushed sort of... See, that sounds like me with Joker. Right. That's, that's literally me with me right. Joker right now. But I don't think I would... Like, I, 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 the problems I have with it would still be there, but I don't think I'd be pushing for, like, don't make this movie win as much if it wasn't nom- You know, if it wasn't just... It has, it's getting the love it's getting. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more just... That's frustrating. Is the next movie Joker? Yes. Okay. Well, I'm done talking about Joker Rabbit now, so we can talk about Joker. All right. Sure thing. Um, I'll... Um, you want to go first and say what you think about Joker? We'll just go back well, yeah, we'll go back and forth. So I'll say what I think about Joker, which is kind of interesting because I think we also have conflicting somewhat. We also kind of talked about it with Birds of Prey. Keep going. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't Maybe we can segue into that. Good, <laughs> just segue uh, into that. <laughs> I, I like it. <laughs> I, I, I can't quite describe whether or not if the reason why I don't like it as much as I would hope is because of the sheer amount of over-exaggeration it's been getting. Mm-hmm. The overreactions, the the recognition it gets at the Oscars and all this stuff. Or if legitimately... It has the most because... nominees of any movie. Yeah, no, I know, it has 11. It has 11 of them. And it's, it's a movie that, like, the more and more I hear people talk about it, the more I just think it's a doo-doo. Because it's like, I'm like, what are you fucking talking about? Mm-hmm. Like, what is, what is in this movie that you can just, like, rant? Yeah. People just rant about. And I'm like, dude... Like, I have people come up to me who are just like, well, well, what do you think? What do you think? I always love telling people this. It's like, well, what do you think is the theme of Joker? And I'm like, well, he fucking says what yeah, it it's is. Not, it's, it's not. I'm like, what do you think? Movie. Do you think this movie is, like, super subtle? I was like, it's not. I was like, it mem- the memo is just listen to dialogue and you know everything that's going on as well as the theme, everything. And some of it's just spoon-fed. So it just bothered me. Like, the whole twist with this girlfriend is so spoon-fed. Yeah, I always... Like, I, I, even when I first time I watched it, I was, my big complaint was that if... Um, we, I knew that twist coming, which is fine, but the fact that they had to, like, show that after she says, like, who are you, they had to show those montage of boom, boom, she's not there. It's, like, so obvious. I think some of the sympathetic scenes with Joker, to me, don't, don't Quite really land. work that mm-hmm. as well. Like, I, I don't care for how much he gets beat up. I'm just like, oh... Yeah. He's just getting beaten the shit out of him for like half the fucking movie. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, it, it, it's just constantly... I get it's supposed to be people being shitty and all this stuff. And I think it works. Like For the guys on the subway, it works to me. It's a bunch of fucking rich dudes who are all probably high as fuck and they're all being douchebags. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. And I'm like, okay, I get that. Some of the other stuff just doesn't work to me when it comes up to people just being douchebags for the sake of being douchebags. And I also think it's an extreme performance-driven movie where without Joaquin Phoenix, the movie would be literally nothing to me. Oh, yeah. It would just be, oh, that was kind of a bland, boring movie that had a subject matter about mental health. And i just walk away from it like that. But because Joaquin Phoenix is so goddamn brilliant, he manages to literally drag the whole movie on his fucking back, breaking <laughs> it in, the, in while he's moving. Well, he is the movie. I think Todd Phillips... I don't even think the movie's really good because of Todd Phillips at all. Well, that's the... So, I'll, I'll get to that. That's my frustration, too, is, like, Todd Phillips for Best Director? Like, Oh, it's so dumb. Are you kidding oh. me? It's so dumb. Um, but... I will say the... Uh, this sounds super pretentious, but the um, the composition in the movie looks great. Oh, no, there's amazing cinematography. There, there's some... The, the, a lot of the symmetrical shots look, like, really fucking oh, gorgeous. No, there's, like, there's the parts of, like, him, like, walking down the stairs... And stuff like that it just looks really well, there's, awesome. There's a, it's very seventies. There's a, there's a great. Um, I don't know if you ever watch these videos on Vanity Fair where they have like the guy with the sharp, like the director with the sharpie, break down a scene. Mm-hmm. And he sort of draws on the screen, and 
Todd Phillips did one for Joker, and it, and it does, like, you're like, wow, that's pretty amazing, because they use these, like, long lenses that make it look very 70s, very documentary, and, mm-hmm. and, and you know, the way he did, he had this idea of, like, I don't want the, um, I want the, the city not to feel like, because they shot it in New York, but he's like, I want Gotham to feel more oppressive, so he's like, so whenever there was a sliver between buildings where you could see sky, he's like, I want to CG a building there. Because it's like it should be oppressive. Like, that's a cool detail mm-hmm. that you just would never notice. No, absolutely. And that, you know, and I, I mean, I think that's, he's good there. But, I mean, again, it's like, I don't, I just, the best director to me is just so bizarre. Um, but I will say, like, I I agree with a lot of what you said. I, I think when I saw Joker back in October, um, opening night, you know, there was so much talk about it. And it premiered at Cannes and got a huge buzz. Like, this movie's amazing. And then it got, and then it's made its way to America, and there started to be a way more of like a hesitation, like what is this movie? And and by the time I saw it, it was around like you know, in the sixties on Rotten Tomatoes and stuff. It's still around there, and um, I think it's like sixty nine. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so I saw it, and I was I was just sort of like, and as someone who's like favorite movie of all time is like Taxi Driver, and as someone who likes Batman and the Joker and and kind of just horror movie because I think Joker's really a horror movie too. I sort of was just kind of like, holy shit, watching it. And I remember watching it with uh, my girlfriend, and she was just like, she was like, wow. We were both kind of like, wow, when it ended. Because I think part of it is because you've just never seen a comic book movie. We've seen already comic book movies. We've seen Deadpool, Logan. Really good ones. I will say there's nothing like Joker. There's nothing like Joker. There's nothing like Joker in the genre. In the comic book movie. That's the thing. Like, that's the thing. If, if If someone just made this movie and took the Joker logo away would anyone give a shit no it's no. just a taxi driver ripoff but what it is in the genre is really important i think and that's just crazy and i think joaquin is is you know it's 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 a broad performance but i think it's a great performance i think joaquin Phoenix is the movie um and they're just i think joaquin's the king of just having close-ups of his face and just doing things like i think of the master and and i think that's why i really take to it i think the score is amazing is wonderful like, i think the score is uh, the score and his performance are, are the, the only two things, things i think should be at the Oscars. i think for. yeah i think hiller i can't remember that. her performance her is incredible um but i agree I, I i don't think the more you know upon rewatch i've seen it three times now Upon rewatch, it's... Same, I think I've seen it twice. It's yeah. it's still very good, but um, the flaws start to show themselves a little more, and you start to realize it's not... It's not about a lot. There's not yeah. really... It's not really saying much that hasn't... And what it is saying is kind of muddy, you know? Yeah. And I can understand why there's a lot of, like, moral queasiness there. Like, what is this saying? You know, like... Because it's not saying much, and um, it's hard. It doesn't really have a clear point of view it's weird because i always described that i said like todd phillips it always feels like he's writing about so much but he skims over so many little tiny things that it's like the movie just becomes one big broad just like vague thing Mm -hmm. that it's about there's really only one clear theme or one theme it's consistently about and that is the what happens when you put a mentally ill person in a society that treats them like shit yeah well, I'll tell you what you get, Josh. You, you get, get what you fucking, fucking deserve. deserve. Bang. Yeah, and that's the one theme that is consistent throughout the whole film. Yeah. But everything else about like like the uh, society pushing down uh, pushing down funding for mental health. The uh, he always says that's like that's what the movie's about, but it's like it's, it's like two, so it's two, 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 two It's not enough. Yeah, there's always there's multiple scenes. There's there's 
there's things about narrative, like like uh, uh, like the media pushing certain narratives yeah. and certain things. And it's like, oh well, this guy's like a he he's doing something against politics, and even he says at the very end, he's like, do I look like somebody who could like raise up a political cause right. about stuff? And so there's there's unless of course it's just coincidence. That I think that was I think I, I will say there is a part of me, and this is such bullshit, like such like pretentious art guy. I could see that maybe the reason the movie is so back and forth with what it's saying or not saying is because the Joker himself is so chaotic and has no he just wants to see the world, but it's like. Dark Knight, I just want to watch the world burn. Yeah. He just wants to watch it. And that's why, like, even the scene... I, I think the reason I, I love the movie is actually a scene I think you and I disagree on. But to me, the moment where I realized that this may be one of my favorites of the year is when um, is when Joker is... After he shoots Murray, and he's driving through the city, and he just sees the chaos that he's caused. And he's just laughing, and he's so happy. And then there's sort of this... this which, to me, is definitely a dream sequence... But, in my opinion... Well, um, I think when he's pulled out of the car... Pulled out of the car, that's what I'm saying. And and, and Bruce Wayne dying the same... Bruce Wayne's parents dying the same night. All that stuff is an embodiment of his narcissism. It's an embodiment of his narcissism. And to me, that's the moment I just... Because that that image, I'm stuck with it all the time. He sees himself as like a messiah. Yes, that's hard. That's the problem with making a Joker, too, is that then you have to say, that happened, pretty much. Like, that was a real thing. I almost wish Joker could have been... I almost wish Joker didn't get... Sometimes I think awards ruin movies because I think now that Joker is talked about so much, it takes it away. Because if Joker was just this thing we had as viewers, it's like, wow, I cannot believe they made a superhero movie like this. Could you imagine? Like, it's just this cult movie, right? Yeah. It would never would be. It's Joker. It was going to be yeah. big. But how cool would that be? And I think that's the problem is that it's now it's sort of because it's on the Oscar stage, it has to be pushed up as something bigger than it is. Yeah, and then they're going to make a Joker 2, and then they're going to make a Joker 3, right. and then they're going to make a Joker and it's 4. Like, and it, kinda, <laughs> it, it, it ruins it. But, but I still... I still stand Batman. Right. I still stand yeah. by the fact that watching that movie was one of the most, like, wow experiences in a theater this year. But, it, yeah, this year, for sure. But I, I, I admit that it is, uh, on this list, it's one of the weaker movies. Also, I do like the car scene. I like the car scene. What I, But the way I've always, like, seen the movie is, like, the way I think it should have ended was that when all the chaos is happening around him, you're like, it's so over-exaggerated. Like, you're like, is this, like, really happening or not? And then you just get that, like, he starts laughing. And I wish the cop was the one that asked him that line mm-hmm. where, he's, where he's like, what are you laughing about? Like, what's so funny? And then he says, like, you wouldn't get it. And that's kind of where I wish the movie would end. Yes, I agree. I wish that it would end with him telling the cop, you wouldn't get it, but, like, all this destruction. So I think you can even make the no, 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 he says that, he, he says you wouldn't get it to the... But I'm saying I wish that it ended oh, okay. with him laughing at all the destruction on the yeah. streets and the cop is like, what are you laughing about? Like, what's mm-hmm. so funny? And he's like, you wouldn't get it. Sure. And you could play the That's Life and then cut to credits. And I even think you could even go the extra mile with it and make the final shot, like the, the police car, like driving away in the distance. You just see like 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 an explosion sure. going off on the side of people riding. Because then you're like, it cuts away and you're like, is this fucking happening? Like, what mm-hmm. the fuck is going yeah. on? And Yeah, that's fair. That's I think fair. that that's, that would have been a perfect ending for me, but I think it extends out for way too long, for that's sure. Fair. That's fair. What is the rating you would give that movie? Uh, Mine's just, a 7 out of 10. Good movie. I did put it in my top 10 of the year when I saw it. At that point, though, I had not seen Uncut Gems. Um, or there's something right. else. 9 out of 10, Josh. All right. eight, 8 or 9. 8, All or, right. nine. eight or 9. Right. For what it is. Solid, solid, solid. Yeah. I think that's the one I least want to win. Probably. Best picture. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, I did not see Little Women, so this is an exclusive, Josh. I did. I saw Little Women, um, and it's so fucking good. 
I know, I really want to see it. It's amazing how good it is. I mean, the, the, the thing about it is that I don't give a shit. Some people are familiar with the story of Little Women, I guess a lot, especially um, a lot of people read it in high school. It was never a book I read in high school. Um, but I I really loved it. I think Greta Gerwig is just really proving to be one of the best directors ever. And I think it takes a lot for me to be involved, be so engaged in a movie that's about a subject matter I don't care about. About a period. The favorite was like this too last year where I was like, I don't care about period dramas, I don't care about costume dramas, but no. if a movie director is good and I get sucked in, I get sucked in. And Greta Gerwig does such a good job with Little Women. It's so... Um, it takes an old story and makes it modern without being like cool bro like oh this is the cool version it's like it's it's able to be the same story while still having really accessible characters and dialogue and makes it feel very current um the sound score is beautiful Saoirse Ronan is great Florence Pugh from Midsummer is like so good they're I mean I I don't know I don't, I don't think Saoirse Ronan is nominated she should be but Florence Pugh is for... Um, I know she's, yeah. But and she's either. great. And and because of her performance in that, I revisited Midsommar, and I still have issues with that movie, but I really love her performance in that movie. And both oh, her performance is great. I, I, I really love... Especially for the first third of it. Her, like, all the Yeah, and, and even more. Even when I was yeah. more I watched it, I was like, she's really great. Um, and I think she should be nominated for that, actually, too. But um, but no, I mean, I... I, um, I yeah, Little Woman's fantastic. And it's just... Um, the way I I think we'll get into movies, um, other categories, but it, it didn't get any editing nominations, and I think the editing in that movie, like when you see it, it's just small thing you don't even notice the editing of Little Women, but the fact that it's we talk about Birds of Prey how it's out of order, but Little Women is constantly shifting back and forth between two time periods, back when the family was together as opposed to when some of them got married or went to mm-hmm. college, and it's going back and forth between these two car- these two storylines and it's so fluid and they don't have to tell you when it is you just kind of know through their hair or through little things their costumes or yeah maybe they became more conservative as they got older and their costumes changed and it was yeah. it's just so unique the cast is great um yeah another another one of the best movies of the year i mean it's a, a definite 9 out of 10 for me definitely 9 loved, out of 10 i was going to ask you i loved it that's the only best picture I have not seen besides Ford vs. Ferrari. Okay. Marriage Story, which I think we both agree is fantastic. Yeah, it's my favorite movie of the year. Yeah, that's a 10 out of 10 movie to me. It's perfect 10 out of 10. Um, yeah, that's a movie that uh, I think it's probably the best depiction we've had of divorce the whole decade. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's one of, if not the best movie of the year. And, um, yeah. Honestly, there's not even really much. It's pretty much just a perfect movie. I mean, it's pretty I, hard to. I mean, all I'll say about like, you can go in depth with it, of course, but like it's it's yeah, it definitely it, is like a perfect movie. There's not really anything con wise about it. It's one of those movies that the second it ended, I went. You know, some 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 movies I I watch and I go like last year my favorite movie of the year was Mandy. <laughs> but yeah. That was a movie where I was like I had to think about. It. I was like, is that my favorite movie of the year? Like, man, there's so much to. The Marriage Story was one of those movies. The second it ended, I was like, "That's the best movie I've seen all year." That was the like, just immediately I knew I was like, "That's my movie of the year." And um, and it's interesting because you know I think I like to think that I have a kind of a broad love of movies. Like I can love yeah. horror, weird stuff, but I also really can appreciate some of Marriage Story. Marriage Story is just, I think the fact that it's, it's able to be, um, so loving and and so have so much heart in a story that. Has to do with the divorce about the end of yeah. and the end of end of a love life is is incredible, 
Um, I think it's the best thing Adam Driver or Scarlett Johansson's done. Well, maybe except Under the Skin. I love Under the Skin. But um, <laughs> I love Under the Skin. But I, Under the Skin plug. Under the Skin plug. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, and that's saying a lot because they're both incredible. I mean, they both done some incredible work. Oh, and, they're both fantastic in this, too. And they're so good. And, and it, well, I think what, one of the things that does frustrate me, the only thing that frustrates me about Marriage Story has nothing to do with the movie itself. It's perfect. It's practically perfect. Um, but it's the fact that people have been using the scene of them yelling and the yeah. screaming at each other. Because I think so much of the movie builds to that moment that if you just watch that scene by itself, you're going to think, oh, it's just people screaming at each other for yeah. two hours. And it's like, no. like It's not like that at all. Yeah, like, that's like the one of the only scenes where they actually do it, scream at each it other. It comes at a moment when they literally just had went to court and they couldn't say a word to they each other. They couldn't say a word to each other. And Their all lawyers, lawyers were just to, talking. Like, and they were all saying things that like they normally do and they know there's nothing wrong with it, but the lawyers use it as like weapons. Yeah, and, or, or think, yeah and, and they turn it into like... They would never say that to each other. You know, it's, it's so... I think the moment wonderful. I realized it was perfect movie to me was uh, was the part when he's... Uh, um, uh, it's towards the very end, but it's the part right after he's done uh, singing, which is also oh great. My God, I love yeah. that scene so much when he's singing. And, uh, and he's singing all about like what it means to be in love, what it means to be Yeah, he's singing a Sondheim musical. Yeah. yeah. And... Uh, um, then it cuts to him reading the paper. Yes, the, reading the, the letter. Kid. Yeah, yeah. Which and is, I, I, love, I love... I love how if you go to the beginning of the movie and you listen to what the therapist says, like, why you write these things. Yes. He says it's because no matter... I think... I th- I'm not quoting him directly, but he mentions something along the lines of no, even after your separation, like, this person will always have a place for you. Mm-hmm. And you need to, like, recognize that. Like, this person's always going to be there, like, somewhat... Well, he says that line where he's like, at the end, when this is all done, it's going to be you two figuring this out. Yeah. That's what he says to them. Like, it's you, you two are going to have to figure this out no matter what. And so I love I love that. I love, um, it's funny, off topic a little bit, but Bojack Horseman kind of talked about that, how, like, people leave, are in your life and they leave, and, but they're, you're, you're glad they were there. Yeah. And I think Marriage Story is all about that, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's a place, I think that, well, I believe that that place and like that that they withhold that person like in their heart is like through that paper. Like you mm-hmm. kind of like get everything that she ever thought about that person. I mean, she holds on to it for a reason. For and sure. I, yeah, I love that too. That the fact that she like didn't even want to read it. Read it. She and, holds on to it. Well, we hear it. And we know. And in the beginning, you know. Yeah. And that's just that's just such great filmmaking. I mean, it's it's so good. And I love too that the movie literally begins with. I watched it. I watched it with my girlfriend actually, and and the movie begins with like the whole. What I love about Nicole, what I love about Charlie, yeah. kind of switch, and that's the whole movie because it's like, you're constantly like, oh, but Charlie has a point, but Nicole has a point, and, yeah. and no one's the bad guy. Like no one I, is. No. I think I think the problem with like seeing the movie, like I mean, I love this movie, like Kramer versus Kramer, which is a very similar story yeah. with Dustin Hoffman and Meryl Streep. It's like. There comes for the most part they want you to be on Dustin Hoffman's side. For the yeah. most part, this movie really makes it all around. And from scene to scene, you shift. Like, yeah. Well, he shouldn't have done that. Why is she doing this to him? He's doing. Yeah. He shouldn't have cheated. And she it's, shouldn't. It's she... so good. And 
On top of that, I think the movie is just so funny. Like, there's really funny scenes. There's so yeah, there's pretty well. There's a lot of it comes from the secondary characters who like don't really like. It's so obvious that they don't understand the personal aspects right. of like this divorce. Like whether it be the lawyers who are like the guys like if we don't st- if we start from a place of reasonable, yeah. they start from a place of crazy. crazy. We're gonna end it somewhere between reasonable and crazy. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, they're cartoon characters. Like well, they yeah. have the realistic feeling, but they're. But they It's like it's like it's like these people are stuck in the They situation. don't care. Like, what the fuck they, they did I get myself like into? They're, yeah. they're, they're, they, t- they talk about it as if it's a process. I love how they all call it that too. They're the like, process. Oh, we're gonna get through this process. Yeah. And for, for Scarlett Johansson and Adam Driver, it's like this severely emotional thing to them. Like yeah. it's horrible for them yeah. to be able to get over. And I, I just love that whole aspect of it. I love how Adam Driver is kind of the one that's held down Scarlett Johansson, at least in her mind. And so it's about her kind of being liberated from that marriage. But while while simultaneously Adam Driver's almost having to readjust his life without having control over... Like, not, not, not as if he's having control over somebody, but having, um, having somebody there doing everything with him. Like, he's the one readjusting and she's readjusting and he's kind of sad during it mm-hmm. she's kind of being liberated but she's also sad that she has to like back away from everything yeah, yeah. so it, it's just a and then you have story. Laura Dern who's just making it hard pushing them forcing them to push her you know yeah. like, like you need to be hard on him and that just makes it harder and yeah. I love that part too at the end and she's like oh and you can get more days with um, what's the kid's name? Oh, she's like, I don't want that. She's like, I don't want that. So, well, that's we're gonna do it because that's. And it's yeah, funny because that's just how the scene win. ends. There's no like argument really. It's just like it's just like, well, I don't want that. Yeah. And it just kind of like cuts away. And it's, it's so like, oh, it's so good and it's so it doesn't and it's so funny. It, the screaming scene is really what I love is that that scene feels so earned because the rest of the movie isn't like that. You know, it's so much, so much being unsaid and so much is um, it's just wonderful. I mean, and on top of that, you get a great uh, you get. Um, uh, Adam Driver is the Invisible Man doing an impression of Claude Rains the Invisible Man perfectly. Yes. It's, it's just it's just so good. I, I could watch it for all of its sadness. I could watch it all the time, and I think it has maybe the my favorite ending of a movie ever. I mean, that final scene is just like, oh, it's pretty perfect. Perfect, yeah. perfect. So um, yeah, I, my my biggest thing with it against it. And it's really nothing because it's a perfect movie. Is it the soundtrack? It's how the theme is literally just Boo's theme from it's the Monsters theme. Inc. Well, Randy Newman does that all the time. It was funny. Someone put a, a side by side. I think it was either Toy Story three or four, next to Marriage Story, and it's like weird. It's like perfectly. Yeah. Well, literally the the, the one do... thing is like the. No. Yeah. Well, listen, listen, literally listen to the part in Toy Story three when Bonnie gives her when would uh Andy gives some. Um, uh, Bonnie or toys where she throws them away. Um, just kidding, just kidding. Um, no, uh, but like listen to that scene. Um, it's literally that same song. Like it's that yeah. same. Town Town. Town Town. Perfect movie. Yeah. 1917. Yeah. Great movie. Yeah. I think the, the first 15 minutes I was not invested in anything going on. Okay. See, I've gotten that a lot and that didn't, I don't, I didn't get that, but, um, I did not, I would say right now, I was not emotionally invested in anything going on until after the guy died. Okay. I, um, that's fair. I... Spoilers for 1970. No, I, I... I thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I... I'm just kidding. No, it's an Austin movie to me. I really yeah. liked it. <laughs> no, I, um, I, I get that. Um, it was, the first 15 minutes or so are slow. Um... But I also like that it, it it's in real time. Like, I kind of knew the opening would be slow because it's like that's the beginning of the journey. It, you know, literally, it's not 
it's not um, structured like a regular movie where it's like this is the opening action scene and then boom you know this is the opening big thing that happens it's like the, it's just kind of like you gotta wait you gotta go with them you gotta follow them um, I think the thing about 1917 is I think it's gonna win I think it's gonna win Best Picture I think it's gonna win Best Picture oh really Picture. you might be surprised by what I think is gonna win Best Picture but although my dad has an opinion that Joker might win and my, the only reason he says that, it's not a terrible, because it does have the most nominations. He says, I think he's like, I think the Oscars want to think they're hip. You know? Like, I want they're cool now. And Joker's like a safe way of being like, oh no, we, we like comic book movies too, kids. You know? Oh, no. I know. Well, that's I, a, it's all a viewership. Well, that's the reason why it has 11 noms in the first place. Exactly. It's a viewership. So I could, I, I, I could see going a lot of ways, but I, I still think 1917 is going to win. It's been winning all the bigger ones. And I think on a technical level... It is a marvel. It is incredible. Um, I saw it with an audience, and it was one of the most incredible, I think, community experiences I've had with an audience. Because mm-hmm. everyone was just kind of like, it was a packed house, and everyone was just kind of like, <gasps> tense the whole movie. You could literally feel, like, hear the breath. Like, yeah. like it, was, it, was, it was, it was, it's an experience. And I, I um, my, it's my girlfriend's favorite movie. She's seen it all year. Um, I, I love it. I really love it. I think it's a fantastic movie. Um, but I, I agree that um, where a marriage story or um, even um, like a parasite where I was emotionally invested from the start, you know, um, 1917 takes some time. And even the emotional investment you get while I was invested was never anything different than what you get from the normal war movie. Um, but I, I, I called 1917 more of a horror movie than a war movie. Cause to me it feels, especially the first third just feels so like what's behind every corner. What are we going to, you know, it's very tense. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I really liked it. My only other issue with it really is, um, I have a couple little things, but, uh, was that I don't feel like, and I love the meant to look like a one shot aspect of it. I, I love it. I really do. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like there's enough time given to actually having, like, really good shots hmm. themselves. I only remember two shots in the whole film. I'm sure one of them is the guy running. Um, no? No, three. Because that was one no, of that, that, that's, that's a great. One. That is a great shot. That, scene, um, that whole moment where he's like, You're, you can't do it. And he bombs. Yeah, yeah, he bombs. I love that. He's tri- I, I, I thought it funny that... Um, I, I love how the camera keeps on going at the same exact speed when he falls. So he's yes. like so far back yes. now and he's running to catch up. I, it's almost like the camera's like adding to it because it's like, oh, like you got to catch up to the I camera. Like you're so out. Like, you're, I, mean, you're I, was, I literally like that scene where he's running. It's definitely the most showy thing in the movie where he's running from the bombs. But I also think it's um, just to me, it was the scene that I like. Couldn't stop thinking about like when it was over. I was that scene was over. I was like that part of the movie was over. I was like that's like a hell of a movie, and I also like that it just that was a really good build up too. That like yeah. like him like running through all the trench constantly looking around for the commander, or the colonel, and like everybody's like colonel's down there, colonel's down there. Yeah. They keep on going, keep on going. I love that. Scene. I love that too. I love the scene before that too when he's like in the water and there's all the bodies, and then he like is trying to find the where the music is coming from, like and the way that like the pace he goes at that, like it's so slow. And he's still saying, I think there's some great stuff. I agree. I don't know if it deserves to win. I think it's a solid eight or nine out of ten. For me, yeah, the 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 two biggest things are just for the first like twenty minutes. I just was fairly That's uninvested fair. in anything going on, and then I feel like upon rewatch, it's, it's also going to be like, 
Oh yeah, there's this beginning part where all it is is just a camera in front of two guys walking around for like that's fair. 10, 15 minutes. But I like how the whole like thing about the cherry trees and stuff comes into play later. That is true. Um, I do. Th- there's a couple things that come into play later, but I do think that um, uh, going off of the because I still do stick to that original complaint, but the um, the shot aspect of it that I think was just. It's not that it's poorly shot or anything. I mean, it's Roger Deakins, for God's sake. But I, I think almost because it's Roger Deakins, I just expect, like, more more of something that's, like, memorable to me in terms of its shots. Oh, I still think there's... I mean, I was thinking about... Like, the part. there's the part where he's... I, there's the part where he's running through the town and all the lights are going off. That part, okay. I think, looks gorgeous. And then there's the part with him walking up to the tree at the very end. I think I about like, the part where they're in the cave and the, the rat explodes the... Thing. I love the way that looks and like the, just the dust and everything. Yeah. I, 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 I just take that so much of the movie, like to me, maybe about like 70% of the movie is literally just like camera on the side of or in front of two people. That's fair. And it's just, just constant, just walking okay. or whatever, which it's not that it's boring. It's just that I, I almost think for a movie that's mental, I, I don't know if, I don't know if almost trying to look like one shot, which is such a big technical achievement with how big the sets must have been and everything, which is amazing. I don't know if that almost compromised that the movie could have just overall just looked better. That's fair. To me, so. I do, yeah. I do think, um, one thing I do like, I love movies, I'm a sucker for movies that start, that end where they start. I really like that the movie ends, his sort of like, him and like, amongst the sing against the tree, sing against the tree at the end. I thought that yeah. was really I missed the first 10 seconds, so. Ah, uh, damn. Alright, well, you fucked up. Yeah. I honestly, the only thing I thought about whenever you're sitting up against the tree was that the music was like, duh, duh. And I thought it was going to end on the note of Thanos on the farm in Avengers Infinity War. And I was literally about to die laughing <laughs> if it ended on that note. And it gets so close. And then they immediately dodge into another note. And I was like, thank God. I was listening to that again. Yeah, because there was it, it starts to get really close to it. And I was like, dude, is it going to end on that note? I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I just picture Sam Mendes. Sam Mendes, Marvel fan? <laughs> I was like, he, he was like, maybe that's why you got Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, my God. All right, let's go to the next movie. But, yes. 8 yeah. out of 10, great movie. Uh, yeah, 8 or 9. Once Upon a Time... In Hollywood, I feel like we shouldn't touch. We've it. talked about we talked, talked about us. it before. I know you you are more you, but you, I, I mean I've I've grown on it a bit. This is my when I rank my movies, I think this is my fourth favorite movie of the year. Um, all my my top four movies are all nominated, which is really cool. Marriage Story, uh, Parasite, The Irishman, The Irishman, and now What's What's on Hollywood. Um, I love this movie. I mean, I think it, I agree. I mean, I think it's, it's indulgent, has all the things, the problems Tarantino movies have, but, um, I think it's my favorite of his, um, I think it's my favorite of his in the past decade, for sure. Um, yeah. I mean, even more, I think it's got to a point where it's even more than Django. I used to love, I was debating Django. Well, I think you had it ranked higher than Django. Yeah, then, you yeah. had it ranked higher than then, Django. Yeah, then definitely that's my favorite. Yeah, I, I really, I really like it. Um, I think after, upon rewatches and upon of just thinking about it more, I have brought it up to a solid nine. Yeah, I'll give it a I'll give it a nine. Yeah, I'll give it a nine. Give it a nine. Even though I technically have it as I think my number forty of the decade. Okay, that's still good. So, There's a lot of good movies. Yeah. Okay, no, um, I'll give it. I'll give it a number nine. I, I a nine. I think um, I will say too though the one thing I will say, um, DiCaprio is amazing in this. 
Oh, he's uh, amazing. Yeah. Brad Pitt's really good. Uh, he's really entertaining and he's really cool. He's a great cool guy. Um, he does not deserve to win Best Supporting Actor though. Oh yeah. He does not deserve to beat Joe Pesci or Al Pacino. This is the best. This is the best Leonardo DiCaprio role I've seen him in since Wolf of Wall Street. I agree. Which yeah. is good. Yeah, um, and I agree. And but I think this. But the the consensus is that he's going to take home the Oscar Best Supporting Actor. Brad Pitt. And Leo's not, which which I would say that's a Rob, but if you look who Leo's up against, it's like it's a hard year. Um, but with um, with Brad Pitt, I think it's I think it's a little insulting that Al Pacino and Joe Pesci don't get best. Sport. Oh yeah, that's Cause, the because I don't think there's no because Bradley Cooper, uh, Bradley Cooper, Brad Pitt's fantastic in it, but I can't think of like oh a scene where I'm like that performance, oh you know. I think it was kind of weird that there was no um, there was no. Uh... Uh, and nothing for the Irishman and the uh, leads lead actors, right? Mm-hmm. And there was nothing for um, there's nothing for Willem Dafoe in the Lighthouse. Which oh really yeah, weird. I wanted to get into that. Yeah, I, yeah that or Pattinson. I think Pattinson is fantastic. Pattinson is fantastic in it too. I actually have always talked the about the Lighthouse. It. The Lighthouse was snubbed. Lighthouse. Oh, was, snubbed horribly. That was, was that one and Uncut Gems were snubbed. That so. one. I even think, and I don't even like it that much, but I even think Midsummer was kind of snubbed for a oh, lot for of things. Oh, for cinematography. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, but um, uh, yeah, which one were we talking about? Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Okay, yeah. 9 out of 10. Great movie. Yeah, cool. We Let's move on to it. the last one. Which... The last one is Parasite. Which... Uh, I think this is a 10 out of 10. I think this is another 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10 movie. It's uh, one of my favorite movies of the decade. I think it's brilliant. Um, and it's one of those movies where everybody keeps on saying it's one of the best movies of the decade. Mm-hmm. And I, for some reason, I usually get annoyed when that happens. Because I'm just like, ah, everybody's like flocking behind one movie. But... This movie's it's warranted. It's so, so layered. It. It's 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 such a good movie. And I love that. So I love that. In fact, my parents watched it, and I was talking to my mom about. It. My mom was so into it. And we we're talking about it, and it's just like, Mary Story is my favorite movie of the year. But I think I think um, when we look back on cinema, of the past decade of all time, I have a strong feeling Parasite's gonna be an all timer. Parasite and Roma, I think, are, I think are going to be the two foreign films of the past decade. I think I really think so. I think I think I think Parasite just in general is going to be an all timer because it, it is a movie that is so layered and is so. Per- it's like a someone called it like a Swiss Swiss watch of a movie, and it is just perfectly put together. It's like, and and you don't even think some things you don't even think about until you watch it again, and you're like, that's brilliant. Like it's just the way it sets things up, the way it builds tension. That entire scene when they're in, they're trying to leave the house and the um, couple's having sex on the couch, and they're trying. To, it's it's so good. The um the the idea that um the twist it takes without feeling like out of nowhere. It's yeah, it's really surprising. It, it's really weird. Genuinely how, surprising. I was thinking like, what? It's really weird how well that twist fits. So because good. Because it feels like it's like. It feels like it wouldn't really fit. No. Like, on paper, if somebody told me, like, oh, they just had this bottom area and this whole family's in, I would be like, what the fuck? So like, weird. what is going on? But, like, the moment it happens, I think it's because the family is already trying to take over. Yes. So when you find out this other family's already down there, it's like, oh, shit. Well, it's, like, it's funny. My mom had a great quote. She said, because everyone's been saying it's a, it's a story of the have and the have-nots. Tonight, she was like, it's not a story. It's, it's a story about the haves, the have-nots. And the have nothings like it's literally like these this layers of like oppression from people who are who are on the bottom oppressing people it, even it's, it's yeah even so, lower it's bottom so, of the barrel versus yeah, below it's the barrel so good and what's so interesting about it too is that the rich people a, a, a less nuanced filmmaker would make the rich people just complete assholes would make them completely douchebags no, but overall they tend to be they're good people yeah, they're and, really they, nice. and they're good fam they're good parents and. 
and at the end of the day, they're better people than the family. Some of, yeah, some of the because they're less fortunate people. But but it's more about the system in general, and that's what's so great. And, and I just think the fact that we could spend an entire decade just debating what parasite, what who is the parasite, or what is the parasite, is like just fantastic. I think it's just it's one of those movies that um, again is just recalling one scene from it that I always go to. It's the only scene in the entire movie that weirdly enough kind of creeped me out because <laughs> when he in... looked over at the uh the stairs yeah the little kid what is that that scared the shit out of me it's just well, the... well well it's because the you know what it's supposed it, to be right it's supposed to be the guy who lives under the yeah but it's the kid the way the kid the kid, sees... the kid thought he saw a ghost but the way that shot i know because well, so... it's just like his eyes and it's like a it's like not human the way it's it's like a effect it's yeah. so creepy yeah i hated that it's it so really bugged creepy. me yeah it really bugs me i remember seeing that theaters being like that's because it's not a horror movie like that's it's funny that was like the only part where i was like Fuck <laughs> it's funny because everyone because i was like when i heard about this movie i was like is it a horror movie because it was a bung juno too and he's done some genre stuff and it's not a horror movie either but that's it's not a horror that movie scene at all scared the shit out that of me. scene yeah i know whatever i saw i was like this is so uncomfortable because the guy doesn't say anything or anything he just like disappears and I, I yeah, like, bro, what the fuck? It's <laughs> like why? And I think it's a movie too that it, when it explodes into violence, it's uh, it's not cathartic or it's like it's like whoa, it's like really shocking and um, but not overly violent in a way that's like doesn't become a Tarantino movie. You know, it's it's great. I mean, it's the it, whole ending relates to. Um, there's a quote from the dad, I believe, that the whole ending relates to. Is it the 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 best thing to do is nothing? when yeah, yeah yeah and he's gonna keep on because he's like i think he says because if you keep on like wanting to do something you'll just like end up failing at it or like just be disappointed and he kind of talks about like oh i'm gonna help you i'm gonna get you back and all this stuff did you know what you're saying really saying really depress you what the director said in a q a bong joon ho said uh because they say you know someday i'm gonna i'm gonna work hard enough i'm gonna buy that house and we're gonna live yeah. with you you know and now and they can only see him when no one's home at the but um, the but the the director said it would take with his the money he makes they make on minimum wage in North Korea, um, South, in South Korea, Korea. Sorry, not North Korea. North Korea really bad. In South Korea is um, it would be it would take him five hundred and forty seven years without sick days. Oh yeah. To be like and like that's like so depressing. Yeah. <laughs> like that's heartbreakingly depressing. Like or five hundred forty seven yeah, five hundred forty seven years. That was like that's just so depressing. That's <laughs> yeah, like, all right, well do that. Yeah, <laughs> it's but it's it's so good. And it's it's one of those reasons I actually haven't revisited all the way through since. But um I, I was watched... watching it in class on Tuesday. Oh yeah. We were talking it's, it's so funny, we were talking about, we were talking about that class the other day in my film class, because it's already becoming like you have to see this, like but um the the first like 20 30 minutes already i was like watching it again and i was like so much it was so much changes when you know how it's going it's such a smart movie mm. it's great it's so great so yeah that's that's to me to me if marriage story or parasite one especially parasite i'd be so happy um so we're gonna go through this is the last thing we're doing so what do you want to win best picture and what do you think is gonna win best picture I, I wouldn't mind any of them except Jojo Rabbit. But I will say that um, I want... <laughs> I want... Even though Marriage Story is my favorite movie of the year, personally, I want Parasite to win for what it represents for foreign films being in a being in this category. I think that's a big deal. Yeah. Um, Once Upon a Time Hollywood would be amazing because of Tarantino's love of Hollywood. 
Irishman wouldn't be amazing because of what it means to for Scorsese. But I have a, here's a someone brought this to my podcast. This would make me so happy because a lot of these movies are nominated for best director and for best screenwriting too. Yeah, I was thinking, how cool would it be if Ryan Johnson won best screenwriting for Knives Out? Best director went to Tarantino. Because we know he's probably only got one movie left in him, you know? We've never gotten, he's never gotten a director's award before. Yeah. Unlike Scorsese, who I think should, would be okay with a totally fine Scorsese won Best Director too. And then that would free up Parasite to win Best Picture. Mm-hmm. I think that would be awesome. That's like my dream. But, um, but I'm, I, I would want Parasite, I think I want Parasite to win Best Picture. Do you think, you said earlier, you think 1917's going to win Best Picture? I think Picture? 1917's going to win. Okay. I think that Once Upon a Time is going to win. Wow. And I want Parasite to win. Wow, that's interesting. You think so? Yeah, I think Once Upon a Time is going to win. That'd be interesting. I think because it's this huge like tribute to all everything. Wow, like, okay. LA Hollywood is. And, um, I, think, I, would, I would be cool with that. I, I mean, I would be. I mean, I'm more cool with that than the other picks, some of the other picks. Oh, but, totally. I mean, I, I still want Parasite to win more than anything. Um, who do you think is going to win? Best leading role, or who do you want to win best leading role? What are the nominees again for best? So we have Antonio Banderas mm-hmm. from Pain and Glory, which I just saw. I never seen it. Really we good. have Leonardo DiCaprio, Adam Driver, Joaquin Phoenix, and Jonathan Price. Um, Joaquin's amazing, and he's gonna win. I think that's a surefire thing. Yeah. Joaquin Phoenix going. It should be Adam Driver though. I think Adam Driver's performance in Marriage Story is. I mean, we talk about that scene where he's singing. I think about that part. And I, I mean, I wrote a whole article about Kylo Ren and the new Star Wars movies and why Adam Driver is just the greatest actor of all time. I, I generally think Adam Driver is like our modern day De Niro, and I think he should win. Joaquin Phoenix is who I want to win. You want to win, okay? I would. I would, I would love him to win too. I mean, you will win. Yeah. I, but yeah, I'm pretty there's just something about Adam Driver. I think is Actress for Scarlett Johansson, Marriage Story, Cynthia, Evero, yeah, for Harriet. Uh, I don't know how to say Sarzine Ronan. Sarah Ronan. Oh, she is nominated. Okay, cool. Um, Charlie's Theron for Bombshell. Oh my god. Renee Zellweger for Judy. Judy. Scarlett Johansson is gonna be my go-to because I love Scarlett. Yes, Johansson. Uh, yeah, Scarlett. Yeah, because because I keep thinking about that scene where she talks to Laura Dern and that whole one-shot monologue. Oh my gosh, it's so great. She's so good. Yeah, I. Um, but I will say, um, Saoirse Ronan's a close second for Little Women. Actor for supporting role. Um, Tom Hanks, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Did you see that one? No. Nope. Really great. So yeah, good. I haven't seen it. Anthony Hopkins, The Two Popes. I haven't seen Two Popes either. Me either, but my girlfriend does great. Um, Al Pacino in The Irishman. Mm-hmm. Joe Pesci in The Irishman. Mm-hmm. Brad Pitt in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Joe Pesci. I think Pesci is just. Amazing. Tom Hanks. I'm just kidding. I no, I don't. I mean, Tom Hanks, don't go on. Tom Hanks in the Neighborhood is probably the best performance he's given in a long time, and he's phenomenal. But I think Pesci in, I think Pesci's just amazing. I do Joe Pesci. Okay, I, yeah, Joe I think Pesci. Pesci's just fantastic. Uh, actress in supporting role: uh, mm-hmm. Kathy Bates and Richard Jewell. Did not see. Hmm. Laura Dern in Marriage Story, mm-hmm. Scarlett Johansson and Jojo Rabbit, Florence Pugh in Little Women, and Margot Robbie in Bombshell. <laughs> what was above oh, Jojo Rabbit? Um, oh yeah, yeah. Um, this is a weak category. I'm perfectly honest. Um, I Who think... the heck is... Uh, oh, yeah, I forgot. They didn't put Lupita and Young in any of this for us. It's so fucked up. Yeah. Um, no, um, Lord uh, Dern, it's, it's, it's... Lord Dern, I think, is... Lord Dern is going to win, because she's been winning everything else. Um, I'm gonna say... 
I don't think you're gonna say Florence Pugh. I think I might because Laura Dern's say fan- Margot Robbie just because she's hot. I'm just kidding. <laughs> For, Laura Dern's fantastic in Marriage Story. She's so great. But Florence Pugh in Little Women, I think, really blew me away. Like really blew me away. I'm gonna say Laura Dern. Okay, that's like what she's because fa- I've only seen two of these movies okay. out of full. No, that's fair. Of them. That's fair. Um, animated features: How to Train a Dragon Three. I lost my yeah. body. All these movies I had not seen except for Toy Story 4. Would I want to win? Uh, I would like... Go back up. I'd like Klaus to win. I haven't seen I Lost My Body, but I've seen everything else. Um, I would like Klaus to win. Yeah. Her Klaus was great. Klaus is great. And big surprise. Missing Link won Best Golden Globe, which is really surprising and cool because I love Laika, but I don't think that's the best movie by any by any stretch. Toy Story 4 is um, should not exist. It's good, but should not exist. And then... Um, Hatching Dragon 3 was a fine finale, but it didn't. It wasn't as good as the other two. Cinematography, The Irishman, Joker, Lighthouse, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That is actually a pretty a decent good... lineup of movies. That's really hard. Besides pretty much Joker. and that's... But even Joker has some pretty beautiful... Jo- Joker does, but I mean, I definitely like, what, think huh? that Joker is the lowest out of all. I movies. agree. Um, I'm going to... Here's the thing. Deacons won for Blade Runner, and yeah. I think... I think this is his triumph. I think that's amazing. But the images in the lighthouse, I think, are just so striking. I'm actually picking between the lighthouse and Once Upon a Time. Wow, okay. I'm going to say lighthouse. Um, I'm going to say Once Upon a Time. Okay. I'm going to give I'm gonna give it the, the creds. That's cool. That's cool. I'm give it those creds. Because even though it technically doesn't have a lot to do with cinematography, the f- I, it probably has more to do with like set design, production design, yeah. the recapturing of all of that L.A. stuff. Yeah, that's totally. fucking amazing to me. Yeah. Uh, costume design: The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Once Upon a Time. I think this one's garbage. Once... This, uh, sorry, I hate this. Oh really? Because it's all like, let's go through this. Wow, good job, Irishman. You made really good suits. Wow, good job, Jojo Rabbit. You made really good. Like I don't. I just Joker. Wow, good yeah. job, Joker. I don't know. I'm got. You know what? Though? I'll say um because I think Once Upon a Time should win that, but. Yeah. Even though I do agree it's kind of a crap category. No, but I mean, at least Once Upon a Time, like, I think there's a lot of style to all the I agree. Outfits. I will say um, Irishman does a really good job of you knowing what decade it is just based on the costumes. Yeah. Um, but I will say, yeah, Once Upon a Time, I'll Sure. That'll be fine. Directing The Irishman, Joker, 1917, Once Upon a Time, and Parasite. That's kind of a tough one. That's a very tough one. I'm going to say The Irishman. I'm going to say The Irishman, too, just because Scorsese. Because it's directing, and I think the way he works with the actors and all that stuff is just fucking mm-hmm. fantastic. Yeah, I agree. Okay, Irishman. We're not doing documentary. Half of them I don't even think we've seen. Have you seen any of these? Nope, they didn't uh, nominate Paul Levin, so... We didn't do short subject. We don't know any of these. Film We're editing. all uncultured. Film editing. Wait, did you do film? Was there a short animated film? Because I watched no. all the animated shorts last night. No. So when we get there, yeah. let me know. Uh, film editing: Ford versus Ferrari, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, and Parasite. Parasite. Yeah. Parasite. I'll go Parasite with that. With that up. International feature film. Parasite. Parasite. We have. <laughs> Pain like, and Glory is very good too, but um, Parasite should win. Les Misérables. I hear that's really good, actually. Okay, well, sorry. I didn't no, know I'm just saying. Actually, it's really sorry, good. Sorry, I didn't know. I just knew that. No, Parasite's really. Good. Does it have a uh, Russell Crowe in it? Hair and makeup. Um. Bombshell, I'm gonna Joker, say... Judy, Maleficent, dude, Maleficent. 1917. I'm going to say um, Bombshell, actually, because the way they 
changed Charlie Star. Everyone's face is pretty amazing. The movie's not great, but that's it. Oh, I, I haven't even seen it. Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen either, but I've seen clips of it. <laughs> the music, Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, 1917, Star Wars. I wouldn't... Um, you're going to hate... I don't know. I, you're gonna I'm going to go Joker. I'll say Joker. Although, I did hear recently John Williams said Rescar might be his last soundtrack ever. And that would be kind of wonderful. Like, if the final Star Wars song, music did go to John Williams for his last one. I still think it's, like, the latest. It is, it is, it is. But I almost feel more celebratory. I'll I'll say Joker, though. Music, original song... I can't let you. Put you still. Dot away. dot dot. I can't let you throw yourself away. Yeah. I'm gonna love, love dot I'm dot love dot <laughs> by Rocket Man. I'm standing with dot dot dot, dot breakthrough into the unknown. Into the unknown. And dot dot up. dot Frozen and, Two. And stand up from dot dot dot. Period. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna say um, I'm gonna love me again from uh, Rocket Man. I'm gonna say I don't remember any of these, and I've only heard. Oh, Twister Force. The I can't let you. Let you throw yourself away. That whole montage when he's trying to get four key from far. Like, mm. I, don't, I don't remember okay. this. Okay. I don't remember things, dude. I like I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm still going to say... Uh, Production uh, design. The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, 1917, Once Upon a Time. Once Upon a Time. that up. Yeah. Short film. Animated? Animated. I saw all these. And they're all great. Um, the nominees are Daughter, uh, Hair Love, Kit Bull, Memorable, and Sister. They are all incredibly depressing, except Hair Love, pretty much, and Kit Bull. Um, but I'm going to go with Memorable, which was the story of a guy, um, an artist who is suffering from dementia. It's stop motion, and his entire world starts to fade. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful, heartbreaking. People start to turn into art, famous artist art pieces, and it's really, really, really incredible. So that's my favorite. Memorable. Sound editing, Ford versus Ferrari, Joker, 1917, Once Upon a Time, and Star Wars. Uh, 1917. I would say 1917 yeah, for that also. Yeah. Sound mixing. I'm going to say Ad Astra just for the sake of Ad Astra getting anything. Sure, I'll say Ad Astra too. Fuck okay. it. Visual effects, <laughs> Avengers Endgame. Yeah. The Irishman, The Lion King. I already know you're going to say something about it. I don't give a shit, no, Josh. Going, yeah. 1917 and Star Wars. Um... You know, I'm going to say The Irishman, because, you know, I'm I, the Irishman I don't give a shit when anybody says about the, the aging of movie. People have been bitching Yeah, I'm perfectly honest with you. There are scenes, and I understand the whole, there's one scene where De Niro walks that you can tell he's an old man. There's nothing you can do about that. I will say there are certain moments that I didn't even realize they were de-aged. But did you hear about, like, the the things that they had, like... That's incredible. They, they built new, they had to spend five years building an entire thing for, like... Well, did you hear about how, like, how, like, and apparently Martin Scorsese, he, like, demanded that, like... They can't have dots on their face. Like they can't I know, have anything I know. like that. And I was I like, dude, the fact that they were even able to pull this off without any of that stuff is like amazing to me. There are scenes where Pacino was de aged and I didn't even tell. And I know you mean that in a bad way. Like, it's incredible. So I'm going to say Irishman. Yeah. Writing, adapted screenplay. The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, and the Two Popes. Irishman. Irishman, yeah. Writing, original screenplay, Knives Out, Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Time, and Parasite. I'm going to say Knives Out just because I want Knives Out. I want, Ryan I want Knives Oscar. Out to win something. Yeah. yeah. And it was a really smart screenplay. And that is the whole Oscars. That is everything. Don't give me that fucking look. Birds of prey. Ha! Ha! This has been Josh and Tyler Talks. Birds of prey and the Oscars. Ha! 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 Ha!
that Jared Leto Joker? Is that? Ain't got no beef. <laughs>